I mean, Joe is about three pounds overweight right now, and I can, and I can, like, you know, and it's not just the pants. You noticed it too. Oh, huh? this microphone's hot. <clears throat> Must be time to rock and roll. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Dissect episode. Another epi- edition, edition, symposium, seminar. Just, what the just, fuck is it? I was gonna say when you said edition, I was like, edition or addition. Anyway, <laughs> another addition. Yeah, <laughs> another addition to the. Uh, <laughs> Lengthening list of podcasts that are recorded in the Dissect Podcast Studio. The usual suspects are here. Michael Blevins, myself, I'm Mark. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Keegan Dillon is here. Mr. Joe Holmes is here. Like, he's... He he lives in Seattle. It might not seem like it if you listen to the podcast because he's here a lot. I mean, because he sleeps in the parking lot? That's... That, that hasn't happened yet, oh. but it's about to. About to. <laughs> and uh, we have a, um, a a very fascinating uh, guest joining us this evening, actually. Um, witnessed a super cool officer-involved shooting with us last night at dinner. That was something. Uh, it was something. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to well, that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, it's like, it's like bonding stuff, you know? You're having some drinks. You've just finished your pasta. And you wanted to open with talking about wrecking bikes on our garage. <laughs> Thirteen cop cars pull up. Okay, I will never. All I will say is that some members of the gang unit in Salt Lake drive Toyota Camrys and Xterras and Xterras, which is scary because that's a popular vehicle. That is a popular vehicle. So head on a swivel, folks. They are out there. Uh, <laughs> if you're yeah. in a gang, stay away from cameras. Yeah, yeah, stay away from cameras, exactly. And doggies. Because <laughs> the doggies got to work out last night, too. Mm. Which was... Uh, anyway. Um, so I I, uh, I don't know where to start, but I, I figure we just go in the deep end. Well, you got to start with, with his start name. start with his name? <laughs> no. Are you fucking kidding me? Guest A. <laughs> guest A. He's on mic four. You're going to have to... Everyone, you'll have to guess who the guest is today. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Actually, let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, second place in road nationals what year? Uh, 2004. Okay, folks, look it up. Hit the internet. That's uh, that's uh, that's on a push bike, by the way. <laughs> as, as, as they say in the <clears throat> mother, where are we from? Who do we revolt against? It was some colony. Wait, we were a some colony. Place with bad tea. Well, I thought we were the colonizers. Yeah, we were. The, no, yes, we are the colony. The colonists. We are yeah, the col- yeah. yeah, technically. But we got. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. And then King George said, "Oh, this is too much trouble." No, I think and uh, no, I think he said, um, "I want more of that." And we said, "That's too much trouble." I think it went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That those ships that you keep sending back from where y'all are living right now that have that stuff in the hold that I like because it allows me to buy spices from that other place. <laughs> it also comes on boats. Other colonizers. Yeah. Um Mr. Billy Innes is with us, and I, I don't know completely how to describe him. However, I took some notes after um, the conversation last night. And and actually, one of the things when Joe said, hey, you got to get Billy on the podcast because he's, you know, he, he's an amazing guy, and he's done this and this and this, and I'm like, oh, that's 
you know, I mean, yeah, the bike ride and stuff, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, you know. Another it's a, it's a cyclist. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That was my first thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now Wait, that you, you are you, So far, you're the coolest now. one. I, I was, oh, thank you. I was just. Oh, you had Tim Johnson here, though. I didn't meet him. Oh, Tim's not here. We did. We did offsite up there. Tim's a cool guy. Tim's super cool. Keegan failed to mention that he's another cyclist now too. I was going to say we're five cyclists in a room. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) with microphones and beer. One of them just requires a love seat to sit in. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) See how this works? We could have made fun of them (laughs) sitting the same one. Now now we just get to make fun of who actually got a bike that you can go outside on. But uh, and the first ride, he was so heavy, the seat kept you know sliding down in the seat post. And thanks, Mark. You're welcome. You're welcome. But it wasn't your fault. You didn't have any like carbon grippy paste or whatever to put in there. I do now. You do now. And it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Solid. And then I had contender fuck up whoever put the back wheel on because they fixed all that. So everything's good to go. All right. Who put the back wheel on? It's a good question, Joe. <laughs> oh, not me. Oh. <laughs> Always oh. blame the mechanic that's not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the what I do in Europe. <laughs> yeah. The mechanic who's not here on this job right now put the back wheel on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that came up in our conversation last night um, with, with, with Billy was it, it, it had to do with, I mean, for me, uh, the intersection of art uh, and action, the intersection of art that is expressed physically and art that is expressed, I don't even know how to say it exactly, but, you know, creatively in a different way to, to you know, create some kind of physical piece of art. Um, that's, for me, was like, that's what I wanted this whole nonprofit thing to be, where these two, th- all this stuff came together, that that you know we spent fucking years on the last project saying shit like the mind is primary which is now trademarked um but by, by someone else uh it, the, and the, but never doing anything about or talking about the actual mind part never exploring like what it was that made that thing first you know everybody goes oh yeah my mind is what tells my ass to squat therefore my ass squats okay that's a you know that that wasn't when I borrowed the phrase from Bruce Lee in the first place, tough to trademark something that somebody actually said, but we'll leave that out. Um, he's, he's unfortunately not around to fight it. Yeah. Yeah. The estate probably might, but uh, they, how would they know? <laughs> oh, um, anyway, the, the, uh, but, but there was never, in, never any discussion about it. Never any exploration into the, you know, to the idea with the exception, you know, I tried in the sermons, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time to, to, you know, bring some of that stuff together. And I just thought, okay, what if there was a place, you know, what if there was this project, this group of people that came together and within that group of people, there are, there, there are not only physical expressionists, but also other people creating stuff. And, and maybe they are one in the same person and with a, you know, in a different mindset at, at, at different times in order to create in different ways. And, uh, when uh, Randy Bly was through and signed my copy of, of Unbuilt, you know, one of the one of the signatures is it read physical art matters. And that's not only, nece- you know, the analog, the print thing of having a zine in your hand or having a I'm just coming from hanging some big ass fucking prints on a wall somewhere. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. of having like a painting hanging on your wall or a big photograph on the wall or something like that. Um, it's it, it's it, it's not just that physical art, but is the art of being physical. Yeah. I think. And, mm-hmm. and with, with Randy, you know, for him, you know, he, yes, he makes art, he shoots photographs, he, he produces the zine, he's got his radio show, he does all these things, but he's also a fanatic about surfing. And so that's his physical thing. And if you've ever seen, you know, Randy fronting Lamb of God in, at a show, 
there's also that physical thing, you know, jumping, leaping Randy, you know. <laughs> leaping Randy. With his, now, you know, his, his knee was messed up at the Slayer show. His, you know, he's wearing ankle braces on both ankles because, you know, shit catches up to everyone after a while. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so Billy is, um, he went to art school. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I'm going to say he is a painter, and that might not be respectful enough. I don't, I don't know. No, I take um, pride in that. Okay. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to say – no, I, I just want to – was saying that maybe I'm misusing the term. Maybe there's a better, more accurate – Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people go for artist – and but I have wanted to be a painter since I was ten. I mean, I, I remember seeing uh, there was a film of Picasso drawing with his light bulb, and he drew a bull, and it's this long shot. Yeah, and it's you've you've probably seen it. Oh, yeah. And then there's the film of him painting on a piece of glass and scraping stuff off and painting it on. And I remember seeing that. I think I was probably nine or ten, and I thought to myself, I want to do that. I want to be that guy. And so, you know, I had. Uh, <laughs> You have, you have things that go sideways in your life and you just, you know, I almost joined the Marines and then decided not to do that. I think my parents are very happy about that and went from all boy Catholic high school to art school, like made a left and decided to go to art school. And it was the best choice I've ever, I think I've ever made. I hear Catholic month. boy and I think Jim Carroll immediately. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, Some was just, reason, but. it was like a complete, yeah. obviously it was, you know, a massive change for me, but it was to use the word formative, you know, it's been, you say that all the time, but it really yeah. was. I mean, it made me who I am and, and I have my best friends other than Joe have come from art school. And then, but then that, be, that became a whole nother um, side of my life. And then I got into cycling when I was in college. Like I always liked riding and I always wanted to ride and race and be pro. I had no idea what that meant. Um, and then met people. I didn't know the commitment. They're probably pros today that don't yeah, know what yeah. that means. Well, that is, yeah, that's very true. Now that I'm a coach, it's very true. Um, but I met a, um, people on a group ride that used my college campus. I went to Purchase College, which is in Westchester County. There was a group ride on my campus every Tuesday and Thursday. So I could literally roll out from my dorm. So think of the, the serendipity of that. And then I was always a mechanic. Like I like working on bikes. I always enjoyed bikes. Like for me, a bicycle is kinetic sculpture. It, you can go places, you can do stuff. And to this day, it reminds me of being five and being able to go free. I grew up in Queens, New York, and it was like, oh. you could now you can ride to Dunkin' Donuts which is the thing. It's important. <laughs> now you're speaking Keegan's language. Yeah, I'm I mean, from Massachusetts, so I, to uh, yes, I totally understand you that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. There's nothing like a good donut after a bike ride. There's nothing like it. I, so there's good. generally just nothing like a good donut. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm adding in the bike riding part. Perfect. <laughs> so, I don't know how you two guys met Joe and billy but uh we we don't necessarily need to explore that but i joe you are the connection. joe showed up as a nude model for a painting <laughs> <laughs> okay adonis i think uh, oh. <laughs> I, I think that's the right I, word I, I, small a <laughs> <laughs> and, and then small d <laughs> oh, ouch <laughs> Should we keep spelling it? <laughs> Have you seen the size of his van, though? <laughs> Compensation. Yeah, yeah. There's no V in Adonis. <laughs> Holmes, comma J. That's all I gotta say. Go yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> so it's been a bit. I'm guessing bike riding of some sort. 
back yeah, when Ohio. Joe was a semi-pro. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> a cat one professional. Okay, that's that's the first full-on snort we have actually had <laughs> in the podcast studio. And for the record, that was me snorting. <laughs> that, that, I, I will not cut that, folks. There is something there's something really um cool about uh, cycling and the fact that people that I have ridden bikes with, I tend to remain friends with. Yeah. For uh, for whatever reason, I don't. It, it seems like a deep seated way to make a friend, which is maybe why I wanted Keegan to get a bike so badly. So not only could I could, <laughs> solidify the friendship. Yeah. So I could be like, now you're in, and and it is kind of like that. Uh, I think is that yeah. is is this a race thing? Is this a training thing? When you guys met, team thing. It was a team yeah. thing. I mean, we had met. Uh, Prior to the 2003. Yes. In Ohio, mostly. Yeah. Because there was a lot of, at one point, there was a lot of racing in Ohio. And I found mm-hmm. my, I had really good friend from Ohio, um, uh, my buddy Marco, and we're still super tight to this day. I mean, uh, we were just talking about him in the van, actually, how I punted on his Vegas trip because I had just spent 70 something days in Europe. And he's like, come to Vegas the next weekend. And my wife was like, yeah, no, that's yes. not going to happen <laughs> if you want to stay married. Um, but yeah, we grew up racing together and i think i met you in ohio many years you jay ballmeister yeah so ohio had this great scene and you could race a lot and there were road races and crits and it was i mean it was a great place to race so you whatever reason you do like uh super week in wisconsin then go to tour of ohio so super week you were basically racing every day for Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, it, was it, was super, week, it was super. It was super. It should have been super, super two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, tour of Ohio would be the next month. Yep. And then for a while there was a tour of Michigan. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I never did. Yeah. Yeah. Does, did the tour of Michigan get up to the UP? <laughs> did not. It, all, it so was always just around a, the Detroit, uh, Ann Arbor kind of. Just a bridge that too area. far to get up yeah, there. Yeah, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a Zilwaukee bridge too far. <laughs> um, and through all of this, Billy, it appears that you know you developed into a, a much better racer than Joe did. <laughs> uh, that would be putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> You could say that, I suppose. I just love that. It just I, shows I, was, I practiced that this afternoon so that I could say it with a straight face. I just, that was good. I just want a little high five here, guys. I know. I was about to add into I was going to defend Joe. I fully like, appreciate it. It shows what a good friend Joe is, is because he can be that much worse and still be friends. <laughs> oh, I commend Joe for that. I've That's... picked on you enough. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> We're just getting we to do the rant. a long yeah. time in this room. Yeah, that, Oh man, we're like 14 minutes in. How long is that memory card good for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get another one if it's just making fun of Joe the whole time. I mean, it's it, it's just like how many times can a s- single individual be thrown under the bus before? Like you don't even notice when the tires go over him. We can use that. You kind of bought so, a bu- so bought apparently a this isn't a podcast; it's a roast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm that sorry. would be the name of this: I, the roast of Joe your Holmes. Life. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, you could say that, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. So one of the, the, the things, I mean, and we should maybe just, uh, okay, in the, in the previous conversation, um, before, folks, I'm going to start recording the previous conversations. You're really? just fucking <laughs> posting them somewhere because sometimes it's where we get all the ludicrous shit done, the stuff that we, you know, don't want to have to take responsibility for later, maybe. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you were there. It's true. Um, uh, uh so we were talking about driving in the caravan in a bike race. 
Right, and 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 if folks, if 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 you've if you've never watched a bike race, this is going to go completely over your head. But you know, I'm not going to try and explain it, other than the fact that there are several team cars chasing the race within the race itself as the peloton splits apart, etc. And there are guys driving those vehicles, and they are responsible to you know to uh, feed, take care of any mechanical issues replace a flat tire uh you know with a new wheel give a guy a spare bike um and in order to do that in an effective way to keep a guy in the race you got to be fucking near him yeah and give, so give mark cavendish a ride to the top of a climb that there's kind of that yeah. or arno demar to the top of the climb so we could win <laughs> milan san remo not that i saw that on video or anything <laughs> You should probably bleep that out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just speculation. Everyone had that speculation. He he said that there's no proof. And uh, other than that video that surfaced, other than that video, that, yeah, yeah. No, there's you, no you proof. have to be close. Yeah, there's, there's no proof yeah. other than that proof. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's not. So he works for the government now. <laughs> there's not a B sample for that oh, proof, uh, really, uh, right? There's only one form of ID. Oh, we're already going to go there. We're only 15 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, but now that we're there, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's... I, we got passed by a fucking e-bike today. That guy was <laughs> charging so that was fucking amazing. hard. <laughs> and then the fact that he was like, hey, guys. We're like, aww. Hey, guys, with the child seat <laughs> yeah. on the back. Uh, like, I thought it was a motorcycle when I heard the... You know. I just thought it was Mark that decided he was going to attack us in the canyon. <laughs> I just heard all this, like, sounding noise. I'm like, what? Twice? What? Oh, e-bike. <laughs> yeah. No, twice. Definitely still just tucked in the draft. I'm, you know, I'm... I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to give in, but I'm not going to do an e-bike. Okay. I'm going to go two cycle. So it's just as loud and as annoying <laughs> as ever. <It's> like, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Pot and black smoke everywhere. So 67 Lambretta. That's what <laughs> yeah, you're looking for. Exactly. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. So, so Billy did get to experience the step through. Oh yeah! All bike, I heard was just was cool. laughter. Yeah. Like you took off on the step through, and, I, and either Joe was laughing or you were laughing. But the, I, there is I just didn't expect it to there kick like it did. Yeah, oh god! <laughs> it takes in a, off in a USA kit too. Oh, it's yeah. kind of shocking. Oh, sorry, boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so you guys are. De- what's your position at USA Cycling? So, or uh, should we not mention that? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I think uh, we just did. Oh, yeah. 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 So those of you that don't know, I work for USA Cycling. Yeah, I'm the the um, enemy. Oh wait. Just, sorry <laughs> junior i'm the junior national team director okay was, nice. but now we have a national team so i'm like junior um road program manager mm-hmm. so i i work with guys from 15 to 18 so the formative years uh, yeah and in in belgium they're called Nieuwelingen, which literally means new rider in flemish or dutch and then juniors 17 18 so mm-hmm. in in america we call juniors juniors 15, mm. 16, 12, you know, 12, 13, doesn't they're matter. They're all juniors. But in Europe, there are clear designations. Like and then after that becomes just under Then they become under 23. U23s, yeah. which in, yeah, in, in Dutch, it's Belofton. In French, it's Espoir. But yeah, it's U23s. So, and that's, Nate Wilson has that job. Oh, okay. He's a really, really good rider in his own right. And now he runs that program. And so I feed, my job is to get him two or three or four riders every year. Oh, uh, okay. And to move them up. To move them up into his program. Yeah, okay. and our, our goal every year is, well, overarching goal is really get more people on bikes. That's one of our goals, but also to, to create Olympians and world champions. A bigger pool. Yeah, which is, that's the challenge. Right. Pool, the pool here is uh, small. Is it, is it dec- has it been that's in decline in, the, say, the last five years? So I think or? we were talking about it last night. So I've... Um, have recently crunched a lot of numbers. So there's procyclingstats.com, which is an amazing website. And they have 
every rider that's a pro and and every rider that's done a UCI race, even as a junior, okay. you can find it. And so um, I didn't reach out to them, but I was basically just scraping through all day, yeah. looking at who's been riding and who's not been riding and our all our results and you're compiling all this stuff. And uh, I have access to database. I can see how many riders we have. So at the time of national championships, which was in, uh, I should know, July, um, we had 405 registered 17, 18 year olds in all categories. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we had uh, less, 15, 16s. This was the first year I noticed it. So I usually have more 15, 16 year olds and 17, 18s. And so that worries me quite a bit. So we had 360, I think at the time. But the, the problem with that is that you're looking at all categories, whereas in, in Europe, you're either junior or not. Right. So they don't designate cat four, cat one. They don't designate okay. that. Is there, so, is there some kind of like thought behind why that is? Like why, why the decline when bikes are proliferating and it seems like the sport, well, it seems through social media, there's a, a way to show people what things are like and this is not catching on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, th I don't think it's one reason. Because um, you can't selfie during a bike race. Do you get participation <laughs> trophies? Actually, you can. And I'll, sit, oh, I'll show you that photo. <laughs> it's great. It's the best <laughs> selfie ever taken. Um, that's a great picture. Do you get uh, participation trophies at a bike race? That's the problem. Yeah, that's what I thought. We can talk about that for hours. Oh. Like, I hate that. Oh, they do give them away. No. The, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Oh, I, the back, I, like, great I think job. I bring it up like every other episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really... I try really hard to be sparse with certain things with certain sayings, you know, because if you like, I don't use the word talent. Mm -hmm. I don't use it. I use capacity because you tell a kid he's talented and he stops working. And that's yeah. for me, that's at that age. Because yeah, yeah. But you tell told, a kid he works hard and he'll work harder. Yes. Right. And I, I say, good job, good yeah. work, you know, and, and when I tell a rider that they've done a good job on that day, like they've done a good job mm -hmm. and perhaps it's, in relation to the tactic, perhaps it's, yeah. it's even, not even if we won, perhaps it's just that he did a great job for his team and we ended up getting 10th. But you know, the four guys helped the two guys, which is what we had at world championships this year. I mean, we rode like a, we rode like a real team, you know, and I, I had a, a junior from a long time ago who rode on uh, Lotto Yumbo and he texted me right away after the road race. It's like, your guys rode like a pro team. Like that was amazing to watch. And he's like, that was great. And I was like, Thank you. Like, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And it's, it's good to see, like, I've been doing this job now since 2010. And so now that a lot of these guys are turning pro and, and it's cool to see their level. I mean, they're getting so much better and they're able to look back and be like, oh, the junior, the junior program is actually like, we're doing oh, we came things. From, that's where we came from. And, yeah. And, and it actually U set us up pretty damn well. Yeah. And the U23 team is the same. Like I hold them accountable. Yeah. You know, if they mess up, I hold them accountable. Like we have a discussion about it. You know, we don't. We try to download after every single race is important to get feedback is really important. And criticism is actually really important. Joe and I were talking about this the other day, like criticism has this negative connotation. It's not <laughs> My, when I critique, yeah. I'm getting you better. And we were talking about art the other day. So I spent the, the morning of my class, my classes were nine to five and I had four days a week. I had painting four days a week. And for, from nine to, or from eight 30 to 1230, we critiqued each other's work. And it was, I mean, savage is overused, but it was yeah. like, if but you, it was if actually if, fucking savage. If you not put like stuff up that it was booty bad. Booty short savage, but. Yeah, my good friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I had good, good friends tell me, like, that's crap. And I mean, this like, was oh, actually okay. one of the coolest parts about the discussion last night about art is just that that level of honesty where you go in and you're like, okay, I'm, I, I've, I've, I've criticized myself as much as I can. I now need your help. 
and people will do it. Obviously, they're going to fuck with you a little bit, but yeah. but but generally, it's it is it it just sounded like the 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 relationship in that regard was very sincere and very honest. And yeah, I mean, you know, you have some cutting remarks and that kind of thing. But if it's crap, you need to and you can't see it. You need to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and and I wish that extended to other things, like you know, when you're got the the girlfriend that none of your friends you know think is good for yeah. you or <laughs> whatever that. and they never say anything right they're like oh man he won't hear it like if you fucking say it loud enough maybe put a blanket over his you know over him while you guys right. are thumping him with bars of soap or whatever <laughs> um he might hear it but but yeah. ju- but just that 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 interaction and i was and i was thinking about that with you know in general that it is okay it's something that's lacking there is no and it's and it came up in the social media discussion the fucking dislike button you know right. or the uh, oh, dis- i wish they had that fucking dislike one through you know graded one to ten you know can i because um because without criticism without uh shit's just gonna get worse no one's gonna you know try to 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 avoid you know to to do something that is not later criticized. Yeah, I, I, had like, a, I had a writer tell me once, "It'd be nice if you. It'd be nice to hear something positive from you once in a while." I had a wife like that once, and I stopped short. Like <laughs> just, I was walking through. It was actually here at Tour <laughs> of Utah, and he said that. And I just stopped short and I looked at him and I said, "You know what? As soon as I see something positive from you, you'll be the first to know." And then I just kept walking. And I mean, the kid had been coddled his whole life. I'm I'm positive he'd always been told, "Oh, good job," you know. Never well, been told no. Let's like scrapbook the, full scrapbook full of participation medals. Yeah. 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 Ribbons, this is the reoccurring the theme about life being so easy that hardship becomes formative, and yeah. especially like you you take away, all, you you nerf the you know all the concrete and you round all the corners, and then no one ever knows how to not bounce off the the thing. They don't yeah. know how to protect themselves. That, that that's a total problem. Well, well that, and the the unfortunate thing about this particular kid was that his physical capacity was decent enough that he got onto a continental team. His mental capacity was so poor that he washed out. He quit in May. Hmm. And that still to this day pisses me off because he took a spot from a kid that would have wanted it more, worked harder, been yeah. mentally who could have tougher, maybe made up the difference physically have, if exactly. he was given enough time, but he had the mental advantage. Yeah. And it's yeah. also, it, it takes years. It's it's not, yeah. it's it's rare that you have a kid. So we're talking about the, the, mm. the junior that won world championships this year, both actually the time trial and the road race, like phenomenal yeah. talent. <laughs> and I hate to use that word. And, but, and apparently a hard worker. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and fuck, it happens once in a lifetime, you know, like, and, I, and I have been really lucky to have two or three athletes like that that have come through the U from the USA that are phenomenal athletes. And, and here's this kid. Uh, it's just, it's remarkable to no, see. Watch That was, for, I mean, yeah, the world championships this year in general were right. like, it was one of the more amazing spectacles. Yeah. Um, but you think about all the rivaled guys, only by the men's elite road race in that was a good race. Florence. Oh, oh in the yeah. rain. That's a good race. That was a great race. Yeah, that's a great race. That was a great race. So, but this year was just, was amazing. You know, on at, at every level. Every, you know, every just race like, was phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. The women's race was, was, yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Women's also. racing. I, I love women's racing is unbelievable mm-hmm. because you, you never really know who's going to win. Women's cross right now is incredible to watch. Like, yeah. I, and that's become the marquee event. And I love watching women's cross racing because you never know. 
men's crosses, I mean, Wo Van Aert and yeah. Matthew Vanderpool, like they're remarkable. They were remarkable juniors. They're great to watch. But women's racing is the women's cross is like, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And it's like one little slip and, and it's almost an even playing field. But, you know, going back to the, the thing about the thing about riders and is opportunity, right? So it's the main thing is to get the opportunity to be on a team. So you have race days mm. training. Anyone can train. Yeah. In America, we're really good at making people that are good at training because our racing is so bad here mm. and um, it's terrible. You know, 45-minute criteriums do not prepare you for the Olympic road race. Like, that is not going to work. And so we're really good at training. Wait, so what? I, I get <laughs> I get athletes all the time that are, you know, the capacity is unbelievable. Like, yeah, you know, watts. Cool. Can you get to the front of the bike race? Because <laughs> there are 120 Belgians in this race that are, are as good as you. Or, okay, maybe 60. Yeah. But you need to navigate that. And well, the cobblestones let's see, there's and 120 the wet, dudes and the on the road. 60 of them are as good as you. Right. So that means you need to get through 60 yeah. who aren't as good as you. And 80 of them are more clever than you. Because <laughs> they're not as good as you. Because they grew up on these roads and they're yeah. not as good as you. That, right. was, my, and, that was my life. Like, and, I was not that good. I was clever. And this is actually something that Joe pointed out in the past was like not being ever seeing four-digit watt numbers on the you know his power meter, but being a crafty fucker who could yeah. always just slide through the, you know, like he had like the it it seems like the handlebars on his bike are as narrow as those fucking hipster bars you know yeah. or like trying to slot between you know yeah. cars at traffic lights um but like you just slide into places and like get up for, and he's like, how did you get up here with those 170 well, like, fucking yeah. watts Joe, you know that you put Joe out Joe going between people is like throwing a, a hot dog down a hallway <laughs> 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 And, and I use that in the exact. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to use that one. Uh, oh, I, that I, Belgian I, kid, he gets through the pack like I'm through hallway. Why can't you be like that kid? Yeah, that's Perfect. some good coaching. So, so this, this, uh, Billy, you should tell the story uh, from your Mopai development. Oh, years of whoa, the, of the guy. Were, yeah. Oh, you, you were on Mopai. So. Let me preface this. Oh, one. So okay. 2000, 2001. <laughs> it's like, I have questions. Yeah, you should. So 2001. Mostly about the team that came before him. Actually, there's no questions to ask or answer about that team. I was lucky was enough. I was deposed? lucky enough. To, oh, I was not deposed. No. Yeah. I'm not Ryder 16 or whatever it is. I know who that is, though, but I can't talk about it. Oh, um, <laughs> so Mappe was really Mappe was really smart. So Mappe is the best pro undoubtedly the best pro team in the in the world at the time uh had the best science and they had uh they had science <laughs> they had not they had amateur teams around the world <laughs> and there was one in hungary and uh there was an american teammate of mine sean neely who we had known each other for years and he went over early and raced over there i don't know how i can't even remember how he actually got hooked up with this team so with their with their those am, those amateur teams around those are like basically farm teams they're the, the exactly they're, they're, they're the yeah. they're the triple a teams okay yeah, yeah. um and it was at the time it was like that's pretty clever you know it's mm -hmm. like no one really had done that oh, before yeah. and u23s hit so 2001 i don't know if u23 was around it might have been anyway so this uh, there's a my buddy calls me from from hungary and he's like hey what are you doing I'm like, what you, I don't know. What do, you, what do you mean? And he's like, what are you doing for the rest of the summer? And it was, I don't know, it was June or something like that. And he's like, you want to come race in Hungary with a map team? And I'm like, yep. I didn't even like, no idea. Like, <laughs> don't didn't know, know where it was. Yes, yes, I want to do that. Yeah, I was like, that sounds amazing. And um, so I, 
there was a Polish kid that was on the team who left, like absconded mm. with everything and was like, this is not for me, which I've, you know, we've all seen it a million times. And so I flew, he's like, you'd fly into Venice cause we're racing. Uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, but Trofea de Chita de Brescia. So we're racing this nighttime race in, in, in Brescia, but we'll meet you in Venice and we'll pick you up. And I'm like, okay, we'll cool. Drive over. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the mechanic comes and gets me and he's just, you know, Hungarian mechanic doesn't speak any English. And I'm just like, Hey, and he's like, Mappe. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, come. I'm like, okay. And we get in the van and I'm like, oh, and I'm jet lagged as hell. I don't know what's going on. And I show up and they give me a jersey and, or two, two jerseys and two shorts. And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is as much as my American team. You know, it's like, this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> I have my bike and I build my bike. Mechanic builds my bike. And do I, I have race. to win a premium lap to get the socks? Or <laughs> yeah, <like> exactly. <laughs> do I get gloves if I go hard? Um, ended up being the only finisher at this. So nighttime uh, on race team. on the team. Um, nighttime <laughs> race, hard as hell. Amateur only, I believe at the time. It's a blur because I don't really, because I was super jet lag. But I just remember at one point I found myself going up the feed hill and someone is barbecuing and I'm just like, fuck, I'm so hungry. Like, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> grab and I'm grab like, a brat on your way. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how many miles we've done or K's at the time. You know, I don't know what. I can't do on. K's. I'm can't just, do I'm K's yet because I'm new. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I had raced in Belgium in 97. So this was, it's not unknown to me but anyway um ended up finishing and the next day i have like a garbage bag full of map clothing Mm. and it wasn't like true map clothing (laughs) it was like kind of knockoff but they were like oh you you race next week too yes and i'm like okay i just had no idea so i was like completely blind but we raced a lot and it was amazing and i look back on it and it was remarkable but i mean i've got so anyways, oh, so the testing story. So everyone gets tested, uh, MAPE. And at the time they went to the MAPE center in Milan, I believe it was. And, uh, I didn't go through this, but I heard the story from my American teammate. So this kid, uh, his name was Varosh, which means red in Hungarian. One of the three words that I remembered from Hungary. Um, but his last name was red, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, he tested better than Bettini. They were like 6.8 watts per kilogram. Whoa. He was unbelievable talented, like massive, massive engine. So just through the roof. And he was this tiny, normal looking guy. And uh, they told him like, you're going to be a world champion. I mean, this is sassy. Yeah. This is like the head, the mape. Like you're going to be a world champion. And all of us are like, oh, shit. So every race we went to, it was like, we ride for Voroch. So like, I don't know how many weeks after I get there, we're doing Tour of Hungary. And I'm literally grabbing him by the scruff of his neck to drag him to the front because he could never get to the front of a race. He was so petrified and scared. And he, anytime it went uphill, he would just go around the field and get to the front and it would go down and he would be in the back again. And so tour of Hungary, he's like fourth overall and we need to get him, you know, onto the podium because tour of Hungary is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I'm literally dragging him through the field and I'm not that good, but I'm just like, dude, come on. Like try a little bit, like just follow me. At first I would be like, follow me. And then you turn around and be like, okay, I'll go back and get him. (laughs) And then you're like, (laughs) follow me again. And then you, you know, you're trying, and then you're trying to move out. So Mm -hmm. there would be two or three of us in the wind, like trying to get him up to the front and he just couldn't, he couldn't do anything. And so there are so many kids like that. But it it, it relates to, you know, what, you know, you'd said earlier, like we, we, make great trainers yeah but not great racers no and and that's a that is a i think that's an american sport problem not just yes. a cycling i totally problem. agree with that i agree yeah. and and i think you, you nailed something that i think kind of might have i mean it, it was profound to just say uh talent is a terrible word to use to describe 
any effort that takes what like cycling takes. Like to say that you're talented at cycling, it totally is a misconception about what an actual race or, you know, dominating other people that are in that sport takes. It is not a talent. It is a grueling, like, you know, second by second process yeah. of staying in the right place at the right time, but also putting out tremendous amounts of physical power. Yeah. And the concentration that it takes, I don't mm. think people really, people really realize. And, you know, it's like, I'm a huge F1 fan. And auto racing mm. has historically people have looked down and like, oh, they're not athletes. <laughs> okay. I challenge you to go race a go-kart for an hour <laughs> and tell me that you don't need to be fit and yeah. you need to be fit. And so at that level of cycling, well, we're dealing with the same problems. Like we're, when we're dealing with fatigue, we usually go, oh, my muscles need things, but it's not the muscles. It's your brain fatiguing from yeah. keeping the muscles firing. Yes. And so when you think that, Oh, I could drive a race. First of all, no, you can't. Like, you can't even start a Formula One car, let alone get it out of you know well, yeah. the parking lot. <laughs> and second of all, to understand G-force, like going into a turn at the amount of forces that the goes those guys feel for as long as they feel it. Like, there's a reason why they do neck training because yeah. if they don't, yeah. they can break their necks going into turns. And then to do that hour after hour, and then be hitting within fractions of a second of required like splits. Yep. Well, it's an absolute, like, not an athlete? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I know. It just it gets me. It upsets me beyond belief. But the concentration that it takes, and that's the thing we talk about with the juniors, or at least I, I talk about it with them often. It's part like, of why a 45-minute crit doesn't prepare you for the Olympic road race. No, well, and, and, and 45... anyone, can, anyone can fake it. Yeah. Anyone can fake 45 minutes. Yeah. And the thing, like, we always tell the juniors in Europe, or I do, like, the very first ride, it's like, okay, uh, first of all, the thing you need to remember, everything here is trying to kill you. Yeah. So you need to be switched on all the mm -hmm. time. Like you can't just Wait, ride that's, around brain dead. Th that's not true here in the States? It's it's different it's here. Different. It's because the roads are well. so small there that – I know. yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I mean, the roads – I mean, I'm, I'm kind of joking in, in, in that way because it is a – it is quite a – I mean, we were just blessed with <laughs> pavement today. Yeah. I mean, and I've ridden – that was a great ride. I mean, it, no, it was great. Yeah, it was a great ride. But and I've ridden in Naples. I've ridden a lot in London. I've ridden in Rome. I've ridden in Michael and I've ridden plenty in Bulgaria. Like, <laughs> that, but and so and so the narrow roads thing. It's it's like yeah, you eventually you adapt to it. I can't right. imagine being dropped into it. I mean, I, I I dropped into narrow roads in Europe as a fucking climber, so it didn't really matter. Right, you know, right. At, but but then I drove a lot there, and this and that, and eventually I was riding my bike there, and and uh, I, I can't imagine like I, I would have blown a fuse as as a junior. Well, that's just something really strange on a bike. about being Fuck. on the opposite. You you go like the first time when I rode in South Africa, that was <laughs> so discombobulated. Oh, yeah. My neck muscles weren't used to turning right, of course, and so therefore my quick checks had to be like really calculated turns. Right. That just made it. That's how like, I feel right now. Yeah, I feel, you feel like an idiot, but that—that that is exactly what it's like. Like that, it's so bizarre that people don't understand what that actually takes. Yeah, and I think a lot of kids they kind of take it for granted, and, and a lot of kids will. Oh, I want to race in Europe. I want to race in Europe. Okay, cool. But there's, you know, and you're capable. I'm yeah. sure you are. But there are all these other things you need to think about. You know, and it's there's uh, personal hygiene. It just not not like scrubbing your fucking crotch after yeah, you yeah. go for a ride, but it's like taking care of yourself in Europe while that, you're there. Yeah, because that's going to be a completely different program than you from 
whatever the Midwest or California. Yeah, because you're around this, just, you're in this familiar. Everything is familiar, right? You can look yeah. at the store and you're like, oh, Walmart. I know what that sells. You, yeah. It's just this comfort zone that you're That'd in. That'd be Asda the in the UK, but yeah, same ex- thing. Exactly. Or, you know, <laughs> shit's laid out exactly. Or the, the Hema. Same. We joke about the Hema yeah. in, Sitter, in <laughs> yeah. the Netherlands, you know, and it's like the everything store, but not but smaller. Yeah, you know, and it has everything. And oh, okay, but yeah, the, for the for the kids, it's um. You know, you can do a 45 minute crit and, and they, they can be hard. They can be terrifying and they can be brutal, you know, because it's just an yeah. hour full gas. And I, you know, I'm not saying you can fake it. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, yes. You can kind of get by and um, you can tailgun the entire time, most likely. But as a, as a junior, all of a sudden, it's like you're going from, well, I've seen 20 minute criteria for juniors, which are 17, 18 year olds. And I'm just like, oh my God. But then they race the cat three race and then they may race the one, two, three. And it's yeah. like, okay, fine. So now you have an hour and a half of racing. Well, in two weeks, you're going to do 130K stage one and then you have 120k the next day with 2000 meters of climbing then you have a time trial in the morning and then you have an afternoon stage and then we have sunday's race so how how does how do these criteriums how do two criteriums on saturday and sunday help you and and these 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 races that the juniors are doing in europe are oftentimes uh longer than uh some of the quote-unquote uci races that are held here in the u.s yeah so junior race so the junior peace race at one that. point, the junior peace race at one point was longer than Redlands. So why do they do that? Because it makes them better bike racers in Europe. No, no, I'm saying why do we train that way here? If those a, are the- I, lo- I love your question. I don't have an answer <laughs> for it. I don't. I think. Well, so I don't. I, I, race promoters have the hardest job in the world, and I respect them to the to the utmost. Like I would never want to be a race promoter. That's not my thing, and I really respect them. And anyone that can put together a road race on a, a rolling enclosure kind of circuit and have a real, I mean, props and we need more of them, but mm-hmm. criteriums are relatively easy to, to put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that. And it is our, and form they're actually of, easier to watch too. They are super yeah. easy to watch. And that's, that's I, I understand factory parents. parking lot Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. Madison. Yeah, exactly. Madison. Madison. Ma- Ma- yeah. Madison. Ma- whatever that was outside yeah. of Chicago, which are great. Like those, <laughs> yeah. those, those weekday crate, criteriums and those weekday races those yeah. are great and those are really really important but can we get to the point where we can have a 5k circuit mm-hmm. 6k uh, circuit? so is it they, more they, that's what's available so that's what people yeah, can I do as so. opposed here in the to US, and they tried yeah, here exactly. we had access to miller motorsports park out here and they oh, had nice. they had an actual circuit going no one would actually drive to go out there it was 15 bucks to race it uh, and no one would go drive, so they had to cancel. We oh, got like ten and twelve people, and at the most. And who that was? The guy, it, was it was the guy from Spin who put that together. Yeah. Rod, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. His God bless that guy for yeah. fucking trying. It, it was because that beautiful was a, racing. You're you're that talking about course was incredible. A course that's uh, certified to run Le Mans, right? Like their GT500 race course, and they have a three mile course and I think a two point five mile course. They can cut it or that's open great. it up. They gave us the whole thing. So you're talking. No traffic. Nobody all roads. went to it. Twelve people in my in the the three times that I did it, there was never more than fifteen people. Joe's going to move we're, out here and pick that back up. We're again. talking like apexes. You could yeah, hit sure. an apex. Everything's yeah. designated. It was absolutely insane. And probably then, great pavement too. But it takes an hour to get out there. Yeah. And so really, but like fifteen bucks, it's not that big of a deal. That I, I there was a rumor. Zach told me the other day that they tried to do it a couple more times. It was more successful. So maybe I'm speaking from antiquated knowledge yeah Um, maybe but 
but well, still, it was like. But it does show, like you get you get opportunity, and people are just like, eh, "I'll go to RMR, which is this really shitty fucking." Well, now it's closed, but yeah, it was, was that the Department of Licensing, like that. No, that's, that's, that's the DMV, DMV crit. Yeah. That's a different one. That was that's, that was on DMV Wednesday crit. night. Yeah, or, that's where people die. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two, I think two fatalities in that race. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, so it's the driver. Exactly. It's dangerous, it's, kids. It's, it's, yeah. it's a whatever. It's a driver's licensing yeah. testing yeah. place. Yeah. But it's closed at night, so you know, <laughs> one night a week they would open it up and then have these races. And I mean, it was just a just a fucked up course. <laughs> so <laughs> dangerous. It, there's like a loop on top of this hill, and then it drops down super steep, and then there's a grid, so they can change the course. So you never get used to the course because sometimes it zigzags, or uh. sometimes it's fast, or sometimes it's really slow. So you never get used to it, and there's just no matter what, you bomb down a hill, turn right, and then you're <laughs> you're bombing down a hill and turning right, and there's no, it's right. just fucking. Well, out of sometimes control. you bomb down the hill and went straight though. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when it's that's when it's a fast day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it's it's a I think people should do it. That's the only race I've ever thrown up in. Yeah, it's gut wrenching because you really have to come is, back like, up the hill multiple times, oh, and okay. it is. It is, yeah. It, we're talking like minute, fifteen second laps or something. I was oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went and did it once when I was here. It's it was, nice. I was horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible. Thing. It's like an interval session. You don't ever yeah, want yeah, to get. exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm redlining for forty five minutes wow. or whatever it is. But those I mean, and, races and like that are good though. In sure, a, in sure, a way, you, you know what I mean. If you can, you factor that into your training, mm-hmm. then it's then it's it's yeah. good for you. Yeah. And it's unfortunate there are not more of them. Like we don't have any in the Bay Area. Like well, a weekday, you know, a weekday. But it also doesn't crazy. prepare you for how to handle yourself four hours in. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, there is that. I but mean, you would see and, pro and guys think, do, and this. there are very few races. You know, in in you know this area where there is anything to prepare you for something for you know it's no. like the the race it's like two to three hours yeah there, there's whatever a, there's a and then there's like jump, the gigantic right? ones yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's like tour park city which is 150 miles it's right logan and jackson that's 206 miles it's um there's a gulf for sure and i think you see the best guys trying to mimic what you're talking about because they learn like oh i'm not going to be prepared unless i like situate my training so when levi leipheimer was coming here quite a bit and you would look at his strava he would go for three and a half to four and a half you know long rides at mm-hmm. you know what his zone two which is still abnormal and then he would come do like the time trial at night it right after like lead right into it so you'd have this effort finished with a 20 minute effort yeah. and it starts to map and you see that frequently with guys trying to put it together um, I think there is there is a large gulf between the business side of American cycling, where you're like, how what can we throw together that will bring in the most sponsor money, the most people, right. um, which I'm all for because something like the Red Hook Crit I think is fucking fascinating. Like that's somebody like who tried to reinvent, yeah, uh, or and just like reassemble something that was actually really artistic. They took you know fixed gear bikes, put them on a crit course, got some really fast guys, did it at night, yeah. and it becomes this you know, and it's really, really cool entertaining. Thing. Have you been? down to that no oh, okay but i've seen enough video t- to know that i should be terrified yeah but at the same time it's really entertaining jumping pedals what, on corners yeah and shit. Well, but that's what that's what all sport is yeah. just entertainment mm-hmm. i had this discussion with you know this one kid was he was taking himself really seriously and i'm like buddy you're just an entertainer man Ooh, i'll i'll, I'll separate because this is where i think we get into dangerous territory because you go I, I would agree that most sport is entertainment but that is not the purpose of sport. No. And, and this is that that's where the separation is, is I if agree. you want to be a professional, you need to entertain. Like when we see this in fighting, like the most, uh, no one cares who the best fighter is. 
everybody cares who the most entertaining fighter is. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter. Like you could lose 10 fights in a row, but if you can put asses in seats, fucking go for it. But right. if you lose three fights and you're boring, you're done. You could lose one fight and be boring. And, and you're be, done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is what that Justin Gaethy or whatever yeah. his name is just yeah. comes out and just throws punches till he gets knocked out. Basically, <laughs> if he doesn't knock the other guy out, he's getting knocked out, and everybody fucking loves him. And so, and then is he maybe, the one that has just trained boxing though, like his his strength is boxing. Is that that guy? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, watch I don't, MMA, but there is this one guy. I remember watching. He I pretty think I much just he'll just like, stand right in front of you and throw punches. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, that, okay. Th- this circles back into the question of like you know when when kids need affirmation and need this like weird, um, well, real sport. Like I always look at what what a true sport. Is. I, I think rowing is probably one of the purest forms of of sport to me to watch because the effort required Mm. and there is plus it's the only one where you're going backwards (laughs) 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 except for the coxman yeah yeah, that's right well (laughs) this to me when i look at you can look at sweeps and and skull skull is like you know the the purest form of it that most people would argue but i only from the standpoint of when you get sold into uh rowing yeah you could get a scholarship that way but i would way rather fucking pay for school like then to, <laughs> like, yeah. like if i could pay to not do a 2k row like yeah. i'm all know, for paying yeah, but where it gets really good is that it, you can i mean there's phenomenal athletes in it whether you go to the olympics is a totally different thing that most of the sport happens in collegiate form or in this really weird after uh, after college, but you know, business exec, there's still a very harsh form of rowing competition yeah. going on. But nobody knows these people. There is no yeah. Nike's not doing a deal with you. There's no sponsorship. Yeah. You and the amount of volume you need to train in order to be actually even fucking competitive whatsoever is abnormally large. Yeah. Like we're talking every single morning, two or three hours a day, yeah. on top of what else you're doing. So it's a it's a loveless sport. No one will watch you do it. No one will see you succeed because most people don't go to the Olympics. And yet there are still people who are... And no one's getting up to watch when the water is glassy. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. that's an uncivilized hour. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Always. That's when Mark's going to bed. Yeah, that's when Mark's it, getting done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being civilized. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with you. I used to run into those guys all the time at the OTC down yeah. in, in Chula. Yeah. And, uh, you know, massive specimens of, mm-hmm. of athle- athleticism mm-hmm. and, and no one knew who they were. Uh, and I would look them up, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, wait, oh, it's that guy. Like, oh, he went to the Olympics. But you're like, oh, that's yeah. the best rower in the United States. Who knew? Yeah. 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 And he's yeah. like, getting, oh, getting so, see, guys, I got to go to work at fucking Arby's or yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's going to uh, work no. a normal job. I mean, most of them are probably investment bakers by this point. But to, to be to be fair. But there's something that's very like shaping about rowing. There's Are you something... just saying that like the Votech doesn't have a have a rowing team? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, okay. but maybe they should. Uh, there, there's probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm generalizing. There's probably some people that somehow make money somewhere, but for the most part, that's so. When kids are looking for things that they want to do, they're mostly looking for like what's getting the most attention. There's very few people that are like, man, I want to be just like that six foot four, two hundred thirty pound guy that wakes up at four in the morning and then comes back and he looks like a zombie because he killed himself like 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, how they get their athletes, that'd be fascinating to talk to a rowing coach and see like how, what draws that athlete it, to that. A lot and of cycling is in a way it's similar. Failed wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Too big. He can't cut yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah exactly. On the or, or or whatever. I mean, but it's like, no, this has been talked about quite a bit. And a lot of it is, is like, you're finding a bunch of psychological freaks actually. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I think, I think most, I would argue, argue that most athletes are like that yeah. to it's, a certain degree. Like you just want to bang your head into the wall and cycling is, yeah, it's frustrating as hell because you're losing so much. Mm-hmm. You're I, losing I all the time. Time trialists is a very similar thing. You could, you could interview Absolutely. people and be like, hey, do you like your legs and body to feel like systemic <laughs> yeah. battery acid yeah. for hours at a time? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, get over yeah. here. I've got a bike for you to yeah. ride. <laughs> this, <laughs> this just, I love time trialing. So that makes no sense. Acid. Now. Yeah. It, it does. It's, yeah. it's a very, and I that was my that was my favorite part of the discipline. A The, the name Race of Truth has something to yes. it. Right there. A mono we mono is a kind of thing, and there's this psychological breaking thing that I loved a participating in and also falling victim to, which is the whoosh of a disc passing you from your minute man. So you go out, I feel great, I feel good, I'm checking all my numbers, all this stuff, but the whoosh that goes past you, if you don't know that person or you do know that person, it'll ultimately make your fate even worse. No yeah. matter how good you thought you were doing. Yeah that psychological snap of somebody passing you because you already know you're at least losing by a minute. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm a minute behind and I'm not even to the check. Yeah. It so, happened to Armstrong. Oh, yes. Totally. Armstrong, so this is, if I remember the story correctly, and I'm sure that Ooh. someone will, someone will email you and correct me. But uh, no, we don't, we don't, oh, we, we don't, don't have, have an email address. <laughs> we don't have show notes. Right. We don't have a, no, we well, have, sure, have someone, a, someone will tweet to me that I am wrong about this, but it was, it, it was a year that Armstrong was early in his career and, there was a time trial and Indurain was in the race. And this was mm-hmm. when Indurain was on his way to either fourth or fifth. I can't yeah. remember what, but what struck me about, cause I like time trialing. Mm-hmm. And what struck me about it was the story was Lance was on pace for X. Yeah. When Indurain passed him, he let off the gas. Mm-hmm. If he had stayed at pace, he would have been eighth. And it was mm-hmm. maybe he will first or second tour i don't know what right but i agree with you that yeah. psychological damage mm-hmm. when you hear that coming from a time child you're like oh <laughs> fuck it's over you know and there's no and but at the same time like that lesson always stuck with me mm-hmm. and even if i was getting past and this is what i tell the kids i tell them this story you know, like mm-hmm. you can check it it's on wikipedia yeah. or whatever but not that they do but i tell them the story yeah. anyway but i was like <laughs> you have to keep going because the guy that's passing you might be remco for instance, yes, and you may still be third. Yeah, so just keep going because the the delta of this person's capacity is as such. Yeah. And so, you, but you don't know where you're lying. You don't know where you're going to uh, finish. So just keep going. So just the, keep going. And yeah. Like, but I, I yeah. agree with you. And it's a life lesson though because it has mm. it, it's comparable to like a status anxiety of sorts, right? Yeah. Hey, we're all wearing the same outfit. We all have twenty thousand dollar fucking time trial bikes. I have power meter. I have these weird new aero bars. All the shit is the same. Right. So I'm on, I'm in the club and we all train the same amount of hours. But then when we get going, effort is the only truth that's there and we are so perceptible to differences in human nature that when somebody is perceived to be better it makes us want to quit and that nature is really interesting to me to be to be like why do i want to quit shouldn't that make me want to go like harder it doesn't for sure but if i can learn to because you're already going as hard as you can (laughs) yeah there is that like how do i learn to hurt Worse, more right because yeah. that's really the answer to this and i like that you try to guide young people into not being psychologically trapped by our human nature because oh, yeah. that's a lot of what that's a lot of what 
you know, bike racing taught me was to like understand my own brain a little bit better. Yeah, certainly because you're, you're spending, ultimately you're spending so much time by yourself <laughs> and, and really, and that's, I've seen athletes go to the wayside because they didn't get on a team or they, they weren't on the team with their friends. And so they good athletes, really good athletes that maybe weren't the best, whatever that means, but probably just need a little more time in the hopper mm-hmm. needed opportunities to race and the racing would bring them around. And who knows? It's like after five years on a Conti team, like you mm-hmm. may be good enough, which is really what, you know, you need a lot of time. It's rare that a kid will go right. Remco is going directly to, to quick step next year. Like that's very rare. Yeah. yeah. Super, super rare. Yeah, and then you have athletes that go from junior and two years on pro Conti and then they go to world tour and that's okay. But some athletes take a really long time. And so you, you're going to spend a lot of time with yourself. And if you don't build, if you don't trust yourself, then there's really no point. And also believing in the process. And you know, it's, I know all these little catchphrases and I, I, I'm guilty of using a lot of catchphrases with kids, but it's like, you have to believe in this process. This is not going to be overnight. Like you're only 17 years old or sometimes you're 15, mm-hmm. like you're 15. I know, where, I know where you want to be, but what is your plan? Like, let's plan this. Let's just look. There's Tiger Woods wrote all his goals down. Let's do that. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you don't get one, okay, fine. Adjust. Mm. You go to a bike race. Because and you it's put, going to happen. Oh, absolutely. That you're not going to get one. That you cannot yeah. accurately predict that, okay, you say you're 15, 17. Let's go 17. Mm-hmm. You're 17. You have an idea of where you want to be at age 23. You're right. going to you can't accurately predict what will be required from 20 to 23 right now. So you're going to miss shit. You're going to fail. You're you're going to fail between 17 and 18 at certain yeah. things. You just need to learn that that is normal. Norm. Yeah. Failure what, what is Joe good. said. Um and but also Failure. That's good how you, you learn. That's how, that's, those are the teaching right. things. Yeah. That's that. Those are the, yeah, the, the experiences are gonna are, are the ones that we're going to refine the goals the next time you write them down. Right. And it, it's uh, there was a thing. We will have a podcast about the topic of people feeling, you know, young men feeling threatened or whatever it is by. <laughs> Hollywood bodies and that and like toxic some, masculinity. No, not even oh. not even that. It was it's just like I see this representation of like what a male body is and mm. I can't and I don't look like that and therefore and I feel inadequate. Well, you fucking should. This is and this is the point that I was hoping to make when I had this interview with the BBC the other day. It was like, yeah, you sh- you should because what you're seeing right there, yeah, it's it is it is highly refined, obviously, but. It's a human being doing something. It's a human being demonstrating what human capacity is. Right. And that's what all sport is. And if you want to play in the sport, but you're in, and you're an amateur now and you're a young amateur now, ultimately you're looking at that and you're just going, man, I want to be there, but the gulf is kind of far. That's a cool thing. That, yeah. And, and, yeah. and so, But that's the difference is that you're a 17-year-old bike racer. You know where you want to be. You know who you're chasing. You know what is basically required. You're willing to do the work to get there. It's an almost impossible gulf to, to leap, no matter what. It's going to take three years, yeah. five years, six years, doesn't, you know, whatever. But most people are going and sitting in front of the fucking movies and or wherever they're getting their, you know, male body archetype bullshit information from and looking at that and going, wow, that's a, that gulf is so far 
to, 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 to cross that I can't do it and I feel like shit. And so what I'm going to do is put my fucking shame and my lack of capability onto other people and try and drag them down so I don't feel so shitty. Yeah. Fuck you all. Yeah. There, there's two really good points there. We, so we just participated in something when we had our last event, the Red Bull 400. And th- this is really painful. Just a lesson giver in a very short amount of time. Like imagine, like I would compare it to the 4K pursuit or something. Eight where, minutes to epiphany. Uh, so in this, this is where it goes. Yeah. So like if I went quick. up at a um, painful pace. There was probably more in the tank if I understood what it felt like, and I redid it. I probably could have pulled a little bit of time, but not much. Like no more than thirty seconds for sure. So I think I did like uh, just under seven minutes was was my time, and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. It wasn't you know nothing special and then i watched somebody go up at four minutes and 54 seconds and this like this part is where people get to see what kind of person they are and it Mm -hmm. it, it is a practiced uh person that i've become because before that'd be a deterrent it would be like fuck that person like oh i'm not and i would shut down just like i'm not special i'm just like everybody else i just happen to hang out with people that put me in check more times and when i saw the sub five minute thing i was like I wonder what it takes to get that. Like I, the curiosity was the highlight of right. that event about like, what would I have to do? And immediately they started going my head. Okay. How would I, you know, obviously body weight's a thing. I'd have to get smaller. I'd have to be more efficient. What kind of exercises would I do? What kind of distances and what would the training oh, structure wait, you look, look at like? high performance and see it as a challenge to break down and figure out how you can try and get there as opposed to something that makes you feel shitty. And so therefore it is wrong, but it wasn't performance. It was experience that I wanted to know what it felt like. It all hurts. I know that it all hurts. How can I hurt more and hurt for less? time essentially right by being faster i don't want to work hurt this long i hurt way too long so if i yeah. go harder i can hurt less and isn't that that's a in Lamont. theory yeah. <laughs> yeah until you're until it's done and then you're still hurting an hour after it's over and you're like eh, all right yeah that so, sounds like a watt bike session yeah. oh. and then and then to get back <laughs> now you're talking by my the language. way you know, yeah. i know watt bikes too well have yeah. you have you done the uh the concept two bike have you tried that thing Mm-mm. spin on it before you leave it it's actually Be nice really, to her. it's interesting okay. Yeah, we're, we've been messing with him. He's done a battery test. But compared to the Watt bike, I think that thing beats it hands down for sure. Um, the other thing that you touched on was this, uh, something that we're forming. I'm going to use this as a platform. Greg, to pitch do you hear that? Shit. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed. Um, <laughs> if that's the Greg I think, I broke your bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a new one. <laughs> well, it's just when the computer went up in a mushroom cloud that time <laughs> yeah. on account of too many yeah. watts. That was the one. Yeah. I think they designed it for 280-pound cyclists, so... Um, <laughs> and they missed the boat a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, the German yeah. team pursuit team was in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forsman, oh Forsman oh was crushing He's it. He's amazing. There's something else you, that you barely hinted on, and when we're talking about gold, this is a, a psychological problem, and I'm I'm in the middle of working out. So if it's incomplete, then you can blame me because I haven't finished this yet. But what you're essentially talking about is a difference. If we uh, if we're talking about induction. I'm trying to guess based off of what just happened to me or what I think to build a story for myself, Mm. right? So uh, I did this, that, and the other, and I won this race. Therefore, I think I can win this race, this race, and this race, and I can be a pro by this year. That's an induction problem. So I'm, I'm trying to fit my future with what I just experienced in my past. 
it's a bad model. It's what all science and all like probability is built off of, but it's not a good model, especially because we use induction. The only other way is deduction, right? If I did this race and I won before, I deduce that I can win it again. So that that's a different, but we're coming at polar opposites. What we're forgetting is that our perception is at the center of this, and it is abnormally sensitive to incorrect induction or deductions. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and that expectation thing, when, when, when expectations don't come, it's crushing. Like if I'm going, man, I feel great, I feel good. Well, when I get past my expectation, I'm doing the same thing. If the guy was removed in the time trial and I'm putting out the same amount of power, no one ever passes me, and I start to pass people, actually my power goes up and my time starts to drop, only because I am doing better than what I thought I could do. And that motivates me to continue to do better than that. Yeah. So it's uh, when we when we set up scenarios, we really try to stick to controlling the expectations, not necessarily like still pushing people past what they think they're uh, capable of, but usually masking that from them because people are fucking idiots. And they'll, yeah. they'll oh, sorry, vibration. <laughs> people will sabotage themselves before they ever like get sabotaged by someone else. Yeah. So to go back to the, the entertainer comment, cause mm. I didn't really explain that all that well, but you, that was, that's exactly what I was talking about. So mm. me telling this kid, you're an entertainer is because he had so much expectation on himself to do X and he was taking himself too seriously. That's, that's what I meant by that. And so not to kind of backtrack, but he just expected, I'm just going to ride away. Or I'm mm. going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. And I tried to really dumb it down and be like, Dude, you're the clown on stage. Mm. You need to literally just try to juggle. So attack from 3K out. Tr- you're an entertainer. Entertain. <laughs> try something different. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, trying okay, to get out. Yeah. Because he he had brought this weight of expectation from his father. Actually, that was a, that's a whole other discussion. But <laughs> it was like this. This it was crushing him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, buddy, you have nothing to lose. You're here in Europe. Like this is every race is an opportunity. You have 12 races to go. You've only done two. Like entertain. Mm-hmm. Entertain yourself. Entertain me. I'm sitting on the side of the road in a lounge chair. Yeah. Like drinking a Fanta, like watching a Kermesse. Like, this is cool. <laughs> I want to see you attack. You have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You have everything to gain. Because nobody's going to remember that a week from now. Oh. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. No, because there's and, another race and, in Belgium and, tomorrow. <laughs> and, and this is the opportunity to do it, to try these things. Because once you're yes. developed yes. and you have a reputation, you've developed self-image that you will now adhere to unless you're extremely mentally sort of flexible. Right. Um, now's the time when you're really plastic to just try shit. Yeah, and that's that's an excellent point. And that's the, the mental flexibility. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. And I think a lot of kids will come. I'm a climber. And we, I have, you know, yeah. we joke about it all the time. It's like, cool. How many mountaintop finishes have you won? And they look at me like, what? I'm like, you're a climber. How many mountaintop finishes have you won? Like, well, we don't have any engineer racing. It's like, you're not a climber. And they kind of look at me and I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I'm a sprinter. Cool. How many field sprints have you won? Oh, I'm a surfer. I live in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many waves have you rode? Well, I'm and a I climber. Tell them, like, I live in Ohio. I was like, you're 16, you're 17, you're a cyclist. Be a cyclist. Be a yeah. cyclist, be a bike racer, just Don't. race your bike and try everything. And it's like when you turn pro and your team director is like, I need you to pull from, which has yeah. been said to me, you need to pull from kilometer 50 to kilometer 100 as hard as you can go to close that gap. And at that point, you're just a puller. You're a puller. <laughs> you are just a like, puller. The thing, and an interesting thing, like with 
you know, we 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 want a category. We we need to sign ourselves titles mm-hmm. in some in some yes. way, or or like I'm this, I'm that, I'm blah blah blah. And but hey, kids, don't start with the reductionism too soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. like exactly. too early in life because you don't fucking know. You have and and this is paint yourself some, into a corner. Yeah, oh, it, absolutely. It, yeah. In a way, or uh, paint yourself out of opportunity. Mm-hmm. that could yep. potentially come up and this is i mean it's something i wrote about in extreme alpinism was like oh you know guys thinking that they're this type of climber or that type of climber mm-hmm. i'm doing this and i'm like dude you're too big you're too small your arms are too long you're this you know you're like i don't give a fuck what you want the mountains will tell you you know yeah. the terrain is going to dictate what you can do you will learn from that if you just go play in it with an open mind right. and the willingness to try shit yeah. And 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 there's the big thing. It's like don't it, once you start deciding on your identity, you've limited the identity that you could possibly become. Absolutely. You've already shut yourself down. Yeah. I asked the kids all the time. I was like, "What's Kenchalara?" And they're looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Retired." I was like, "Well, yeah, there's that." <laughs> but it's, I was like, but what, ret- ret- "Would you, you know, say that he was a time trialist?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He won worlds and he won Rio and all this. I was like, "Cool. How many classics did he win?" And they look at the kids will look at me like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm like, so what is he? He's a, he's hard a bike man. racer. Yeah, and he's <laughs> so a hard man. man. Yeah. And, and then there was that time he won the stage, the tour that was a sprinter stage when he was in yellow. Yeah. Oh and yeah. The time, he, yeah. the time he won, he just, just rode the prologue away. too. That like six minute prologue that was like, yeah. I think it, someone said his wattage was 550 watts for like eight minutes. I'm like, oh what? <laughs> he should have done an individual pursuit. Yeah. Right. Like that. Imagine the, if that guy was in a team pursuit. Oh God! Yeah, but that's I need a, you to pull a... on the front from lap one to <laughs> to the end, <laughs> to actually, the end, actually yeah. until it's over. So Chloe Doggart, I need you to pull for the next twelve laps straight. Yeah, but I mean, but that's to my point is uh, an athlete. And my old my old boss uh, would say that like good athletes are good athletes. Yeah, you know, I, I've uh, we've played pickup soccer over in in Netherlands with with you know cyclists it's like oh i'm not good at ball sports man the the best cyclists the best bike racers are can play soccer sounds like and a play blo- basketball sounds like a and, blown acl waiting to happen well but. We, we do there are times where i'm just like okay we're done yeah. like you, you're like okay stop because they're all of a sudden the slide tackles come out and you're like yeah. we're just this is just fun you know and anyway but those those kids could you could probably put them in a weight room you mm-hmm. could have them do crossfit yeah. you could have them do something else and they'd be fine maybe not here but you give them a couple of years they'd be fine most yeah. likely because they're sagan could i mean um, hypothetical <laughs> yeah he probably could i think uh, yeah, you know big stage I, races and stuff like that like yeah. week-long stage races yeah but i hope they never change him and i think that he's really good at what he does right now and he's mm-hmm. really entertaining yeah and this is what the sport needs if you can ride a wheelie across the finish line we yeah. like you like anybody likes <laughs> yeah. you because you're oh he's i mean he's remarkable and yeah. one of the nicest people and he's super nice and you know up until it became illegal in the last year, essentially. You know, he signed some pretty cool autographs. Mm. <laughs> it became illegal? That, well, no, not allowed. That, no, 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 I'm just talking about There's... one particular day. Oh, okay. One particular autograph. Uh, like the best autograph ever signed. <laughs> on the best piece of paper ever to receive an autograph. Anyway, I do. Now, we were talking about, like, go, start, you know, going back into the conversation. I'm going to do that just now. Because where I was headed when I was talking about driving in the caravan, uh, which is a crazy, crazy discipline. How do you learn this discipline? How do you hone this? <laughs> oh, How do you? And 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 Joe has the you know has a is you know I'm not even going to say it because somebody might hear it and you might have a 
come up in a court date or something in the future. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you mentioned cart racing, Billy, in, yeah. in our previous conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, my God, that probably is really good training yeah. for driving in the, in, in the caravan. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't have all the external stimulus that's trying to distract you from, you know, doing what you're doing. But yeah. it, 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 that was the first time I realized when you said it, I thought, oh, of course, there's training for that job as well. As Yeah, and I, and I so, I, yeah, go-karting is, um, it's where Formula One drivers come from. Mm-hmm. And Shifter there's a reason for that, specific. Shifter car yeah. specifically. Yeah, we were just talking about that today, actually. <laughs> Which is a whole another bag of nuts, but um, <laughs> but single speed karting yeah. that you can go pay sixty bucks for and, mm-hmm. and drive around and yeah. and that will help you become a better driver in the caravan for sure. And so this this guy that I used to work with, um, Billy Crane, who's Megan Garnier's husband, uh, he was a director for a while and worked for USAC, and he was a professional go kart racer and he's very good. Ra- now he's racing Spec Miata. And he would always, he'd be like, Hey, let's go race go-karts. You know, it's like, let's, let's work on some things, you know? And he, he's a really, really good driver and someone that I respect, you know, okay. He's not Kimi Raikkonen or whatever, but he's very, very good at what he does. And, you know, I respect him to the nth degree and, and we would go go go-karting and, and I'm at the point now where like this last time we went go-karting together, actually, Billy, Billy, you're going to hate me for this, but I was like on his ass the entire time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm finally learning. But there were two or three (laughs) turns where we were both taking different lines Mm -hmm. and i would give a little and then i would get it back and then he would give a little and we'd get it back and i was like now i'm very comfortable with my driving and especially the the car that i have in europe is this older 08 or 09 passat wagon was a cop car so it had slightly higher suspension and and i know it really well and it's like she's a great girl like she's awesome she treats me really well but i know her limits and i found her limits you know and i brought her back (laughs) you know and avoided the belgian gully and all this stuff because it is pretty crazy, but the only way you learn is by is by doing it. And my mm-hmm. first experience really driving in, in Europe, especially was 2010. There's a 1516 stage race that has a caravan. And in 1516, so it's a new are limited. Their gear is 5216. Yeah. Is the mm-hmm. biggest gear they can use. So they're like a hundred and they're just spinning like mm-hmm. crazy. And you get a kid in the caravan and it's like, oh, this kid's going to be in the caravan all day. Because you, you just can't jump across into the back into the pack and that was my real first experience and then you know 2011 i i'm more time in the car and more time and you just you get better and better and better and better and you know you look at the world tour guys and there's a lot going on in a world tour race holy like it's just, yeah it, there's it's, constantly to me it's the race within the race it's like yeah I there's, wanna, a, there's I, a lot going on i would like to i don't know how you could cover it but like i would split like screen to, like a separate <laughs> event of yeah you know, because every now and then, you know, you'll you'll have the con- the cameras in the car, right? And you'll get to see out the window about what's happening. You're just like, oh my god, that yeah. is a shit ton of stimulus to be dealing with what's right inter- now because you're on the radio. Yeah. You're, yeah. What's Joe. interesting though is like in a junior race, so the race that Billy was just talking about, West West Flanders, I'm assuming West Flanders like, Tour. Yeah, I did that uh, this year, and. A junior race, you don't necessarily know all the caravan drivers. You don't know their background. You don't know, yeah, b- because there's a a code. You know, you go to a Nations Cup race, and and uh, like you know, okay, the guys here, like they know what they're doing. We all respect each other. We're all going to see each other at the next race. Like you don't flick another guy. You don't flick their mm-hmm. rider. But some of the junior races, like it's so chaotic. World Tour race. It's 
okay, there's a lot going on, but it's not oh, the chaos. Yeah, it's like the difference between a, a, a four and a two race, where like yeah, the world tour race is very calm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the 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 knowledge and expertise allows everybody to just relax a little bit. Yeah, but, and, I, and everyone is sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> just in the in the world oh, wait. tour. Wait, Joe, are you just do, doing a doing a Seattle You're, thing up there? Just yeah, like, yeah, I did. I did, like I, did a, a, I did that. What yeah. did you call it yesterday, Billy? Like a be nice, nice off. And, it's a, nice a nice off. off. <laughs> a nice off until there's a Four calamity. Four Californians at four-way stop. Oh, no, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Oh, you my guys God. Are, Someone just go. Well, I thought it was because it's <laughs> so close to Canada. I was about to say, damn it. <laughs> I apologize for going through the stop sign. So you guys are, are obviously sorry? high and polite. <laughs> are you sorry? Hey, sorry. Yeah, it's, I think that so there's levels of, of UCI racing mm-hmm. and, you know, Kermes racing doesn't have a caravan and then interclubs are, it's a one point NAT, you would call it. Um, and that will have a caravan. So it's called interclub and it's most of the clubs in Belgium or most of the clubs in Dutch. And we all kind of know each at this point, we all know each other and it's, it, I took a long time yeah. for me to earn some, some respect and, um, which is understandable. I, I totally get it. It would be the same if, you know, a Belgian baseball team showed up and was like, we're going to beat the Yankees. And it's like, get the hell out of here. You know, mm-hmm. same thing. So, but at a nation's cup race, like they're all national team directors and we're all like, they're, everyone's super cool. Hmm. And I think you're supposed to say the Red Sox at this point. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Keep going. Oh, okay. Adam, I'm not a big Red Sox fan. I grew up a Mets fan, so I'm just perpetually Ooh. disappointed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the <laughs> hot dogs at Shea stadium for years. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I saw every home game for like two years straight. Lots, a lot of losses. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Sold a lot of hot dogs, though. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so <laughs> the Red Sox, they're like from up in your neck of the woods. Is that what I'm yeah. understanding? Yeah. yeah. That's like a. They're a Massachusetts team. Okay. Yeah. Huh. They're, they're from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and we almost I, just had the first beer spit out. <laughs> <laughs> Dry of, as a bone in here, kids. Yeah. Dry <laughs> as a bone. I just love we talk about all these marginal sports and everybody has lots to say. We mentioned baseball and it's like fucking birds. <laughs> and, and all I we can baseball. do is like mock someone's like geographic <laughs> source or whatever. I love baseball, actually. I'd Speaking of, ba- baseball has the same farming problems. Like they mm-hmm. obviously have a bigger farm to pull from because... It, but but they're facing very similar problems. Like yeah. one of the biggest things that they deal with, which is really strange, is trying to get the genetic specimens of the U.S. to actually participate. Because mm-hmm. they're and one of the biggest problems is that all the baseball fields are in affluent white neighborhoods. Those are not the same as like the best genetic species. Mostly because white fat kids are running around playing baseball now. They can't run fast enough. And they can't hit hard enough. Yeah. Well, I thought the same parallels for baseball that you were talking about with cycling, where somebody's like, I'm a climber. And you're like, no, you're a bike racer. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have kids that play baseball or basketball or whatever, it's I'm a shortstop. It's like, no, you're a baseball player. Yeah. Right. Like you're fucking 11. Like you don't know what you are. Like yeah. maybe you're playing shortstop right now, but maybe, you know, down the road, you're a right maybe, fielder. You're yeah. a catcher. Just go fucking play baseball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because maybe the maybe you and and here's the thing: it's like, but we identify with individual athletes. Sure. When sure, we're yeah. kids, yeah, like, absolutely. You know, right. I want to be. Uh, what was his name? Cincinnati Reds. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. He was a Cincinnati Red. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> Which is I Ohio. To, <laughs> yeah, that's Ohio. By the way, <laughs> <It's> Ohio. <laughs> that is, you didn't that say it. I was good. Okay. Um, 
but whenever that team was a pretty big team and I was a kid and I had to you mean the big red machine yeah I, oh I, boy cal- calm I, uh, down Joe <laughs> Cal- calm down do they even still have a team wow <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> go on, I, go on, rock climber, but it, alpinist guy. Yeah, I mean, baseball. but but you know, at a certain point, you know, parents are like, "Ah, oh, baseball is really safe. We want you to play baseball." You know, I'm like, "Oh yeah, because you guys mm. got fucking risk issues." But whatever, uh, give me something to rebel against. So I thank you. Um, <laughs> but but I identify with the athlete. I want to play catcher. Yeah. So for up until 1998, I had a fucking brown tooth in the front of my face because I got hit in the face with a bat. Uh, you, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, it, it died in the root canal and blah, blah, blah. And I just kept it for a long time. But like, I'm not a fucking catcher. I'm not even a fucking baseball player. But, you know, when you're like that and you're just like, oh, I identify with this particular yeah, athlete, yeah, then right. I want to do that. That's where I think the I'm a shortstop. Oh, thing it is. Comes yeah, absolutely. From. And it's a, and, but it's a but it's a weird thing. Like, I don't want to take that away, but I also want to like, OK, take that, but also keep an open mind that you. And, and not in a way that you might not be that guy. Right. You know, shortstop, you might be a right fielder or whatever the other. You might be a fucking third base coach. I don't know. But, um, but you know, take that thing. Go with it as far as you can. But leave the opportunity open. In fact, explore these other opportunities that you might actually not be a baseball player. You might be a fucking bike racer. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Or the fact that, you mm-hmm. know, six, or, or 66% of the U.S. right now is identifying as a fucking bench warmer. So maybe that's the real conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're calling couches benches now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because... They're playing sports by watching them. <laughs> or with their from thumbs. the side. Or, or, <laughs> or with their with thumbs. Their thumbs. Yeah. Okay. We could go there. Thank you. You're Keegan. welcome. Beautiful. Video <laughs> games as, as sport. It's an activity. No, I'm just... Okay. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> a sport. Oh. Well, I don't... But, it, but it aren't... Isn't there some push to include some of these things in the sport category? Yeah. They're capitulating to today's society. Well, po- poker is a sport, games. right? Is that poker is uh, a sport? Only oh, yeah. if you're a dog. It's on ESPN. It's <laughs> if you're a dog, oh, I got that. <laughs> if you're a, ma- I, I mean, I poker. If you're a math, <laughs> if you're a mathlete, it's a sport. I mean, it, it's actually yeah, largely cognitive. It's it, like the games are long. Uh, I, when it start to actually break it down into how hard poker is, man, okay, okay, like it's is chess a sport? If if, if I mean, we're if all limited is, by well, if we're all limited by brain fatigue anyway. Um, then, mm. yeah, could technically be argued. Now, you're a thumb athlete or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we need to develop a program for that, for the, you know, for the fitness Is website. that the next URL is thumbathlete.com? Oh, <laughs> <It's like, laughs> um, I want, you know, you guys were talking about some kind of programs that we could, you know, training programs mm-hmm. we could make and put on the internet and sell. Yeah. Thumb athlete, man. Thumb athlete. <laughs> I'm into no, that. Yeah, I, it's hard to. I mean, again, because I mean, eight sets of, well, excuse me, three sets of eight to ten, it's not going to do it for the thumb athlete. <laughs> That's just thousands and thousands. Yeah, they need, of yeah I was going to say yeah, they, you they know, need a lot of endurance, dexterity. Yeah. It's localized muscular endurance. It's very specific. Mm. Yes, exactly. The um, <laughs> the the identity thing is interesting because we're we're. It's funny that in one hand, because uh, the knee jerk reaction is to be like, yeah, kid, like. You need to develop, but even in people too. Like when I meet, you know, the uh, dentist who rides his bike half, half, half an hour a week or whatever, and he's like telling his friends he's a cyclist. Man, go fuck yourself. But does it matter? Like, do, 
does the is the identity problem the identity problem because we're we're switching and doing the same thing and being like yeah but guys that do that thing that i don't that i don't like conform to or respect or participate in that guy's not an athlete generally it's you know because i need to protect my own identity and that's all that we're ever trying to do is protect our own identity so that we have a place mm-hmm. no matter what like no that guy's not an athlete because i call myself an athlete and he's he's a fat and sitting at a table and betting money so therefore we can't be the same thing but if we break it down you're like oh wait your sport is contingent on success by your ability to use your brain whether you use your legs no one really gives a shit whether you use your hands no one really cares so if your brain's just driving your brain or your brain is driving your legs it's not really that different i'm I'm asking a question i'm just saying like i see a very similar thing of 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 saying like, yeah, kids shouldn't do this because we need to develop them properly. But our knee-jerk reaction is the exact same thing. No, I'm an athlete. That guy's not. Like we, we're mm. always trying to put ourselves into some kind of different category to either elevate our own ego or belong to a group that we really respect. And I, and I, I, I would go one step further and be like, not even a cyclist, you're a kid who like should enjoy effort. Like you should be a person who enjoys effort or or you should be a person who likes getting better at things. But the only thing, that, yeah. the only way that we learn to enjoy effort is by doing an activity that we like. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause there's, cause there's, cause if it's, too, if it's hard and you don't like doing the thing anyway, you're like, well, I don't like how this makes me feel and yeah. I don't like doing the thing. So yeah. some athlete I had, yeah. there's, I had a good yeah. st- a, a coaching story. This coach one time told me years ago, oh, I don't want my athletes to race that much. <laughs> what, what do you want him to do <laughs> and i i literally i was dumbfounded you know and i i, I was like Wait, it's oh. called bike racing i was like okay <laughs> it's like no you know racing they don't need they shouldn't race that much you know we, we should just select our races and we shouldn't race that much and, and i i was like oh okay and just walked away and i'm like oh great you didn't like want- that's what i'm dealing with i'm dealing with coaching cycling coaching Cyc- like he, this just one this person coached a relatively good athlete and now I'm like in this position where it's like, oh, this athlete really needs a new coach. Because that's what, like you mm-hmm. said, kids just want to race. Kids mm-hmm. just want to go fast. Yeah. They want to, they don't want to do math. They don't want to go no. out there five by fives and four by eights. And like <laughs> nobody, hell no. You need to do 20 minute intervals. Like really? When do you do a 20 minute interval in a junior race? I asked coaches that one in time. And they looked at me ever. and they were like, well, well. like, no. My guess is that if you're under 21, you can train the like out of somebody just as easily as you can train a Billy into Absolutely. somebody. So, oh yeah, and I've and I've. Oh, happen, that that's probably the easiest thing to happen because our parents are surrogates for caring about shit that kids. You're don't just gonna care about. you're, yeah. you're going to kill the passion. You're going to kill yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. like what drew them or to the curiosity well, because in yeah. the first place. Yeah. And like, I tell all my new athletes, especially the young kids. Race as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You want to do a mountain bike race? Go do a mountain bike race. Yeah. yeah. You well, it's our job as a coach race? to adjust. Experience. Go do a cyclocross race. Yeah. I like, think that's the thing. It's, yeah, exactly. To your point, it's, you know, I had this athlete that. And, like, and not hey, to adjust and not to impose your bias well, on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. what is basically moldable clay. Yeah. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing as a kid, the allure to cycling is racing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, nobody's 11 years old and goes, Nobody man, I can't wait to fucking train. Nobody gets up in the morning train. and was like, oh, yeah. I want to oh, do two wait. by 20s today. Yes. Like, I, I loved baseball as a kid, but it was like I didn't want to go sit at first base and have grounders hit to me. I wanted to play the fucking game. So the drill thing, so that's interesting. So we're talking about baseball. This is fascinating because I, like, I just recently read a study or a paper about uh, 
specialization and this mm-hmm. is a whole nother bag of nuts mm-hmm. right so um at baseball players are now specializing at younger ages yes. to hit long ball to get into the major leagues and it's actually working yeah so you have kids yeah this is it's yeah. a known thing now that and uh i can't quote the source i'm so someone will tweet it at me after this is published but it was a fascinating thing and i Did always you guys go tell back, billy nobody listens to this <laughs> oh, oh, there yeah. are people that listen. Guys, we just have the headphones on and we talk into the microphone. We're not even oh, recording. We record this shit. Are you kidding me? But, but to your point, like that's almost that's <laughs> that that's a that's a problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem, and yeah. it's and I think that's one of the things. I'm kind of circling back. I think it's one of the reasons why we produced over the past years, ten years that I've been doing this. Let's say really good time trials because mm-hmm. we're good at training. Yeah. And time trialing is relatively simple. Mm-hmm. And at that level at world championships and at, at, at Pan Ams and at nationals, like everyone's got the ceramic shit on their bike. Everyone's got the fairy dust and everyone's got the same exact thing. And so the effort becomes truly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. And to that point, but the specialization thing, like that's, I look at that in baseball and I'm like, Oh, okay. Here's a sport proving all of this. Mm. All these other coaches that are saying athletes should be well-rounded and play multiple sports. But they took like the one piece of a sport that everybody loves doing. And that's very true. So it'd be like taking a bunch of basketball players and be like, we're going to specialize in shooting threes. Yep. And a bunch of kids would be fucking head over. Nobody wants to to be Ichiro. Nobody wants to hit base hits. There's no more, which is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. No more Pete roses. If you want to go back to Cincinnati, you're welcome, Joe. That's a good one. I like that. That was good. Yeah. That was sweet. (laughs) Sweet. There's there's two things there because there's one is that you were, were you even alive then? Keegan? But I, I appreciate the hustle. Where, where nice. it started. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> wait, wait. That was good. So this could like tie into our discussion about like people not paying attention to history and 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 needing to mm. know it in order to progress. And like, yeah, Keegan, totally. you just totally proved that wrong. Like, I because I was just thinking like, all right, kids today. I mean, you're not exactly a kid, but I mean, you know, kids with beards that are six stage. foot five today. Damn them. Yeah, <laughs> I am the youngest in the room. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's that is point. true. Um, but but just like that idea of like, okay, looking back at the history of stuff and whether it is, and, and baseball would be a phenomenal thing because it everything is known. Everything yeah, is logged. Yeah. Everything You could go back and look at what was that big red machine, Joe? Is that yeah, what it was yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I totally forgot about Pete Rose. Just got fixated on Johnny Bench for some fucking reason. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but and then going back and cycling and looking at that history because oh, yeah. you know because when we were talking about Mape and I'm talking about oh the team that happened that was before them that, that you know that was them with a new you know was yeah. you know Mape was just a new sponsor for that same it was GB it was the yeah GB or something yeah. right no was, uh no that was a separate so it was and now see I'm fucking up my history GB MG was an Italian team. And then it kind of morphed. If I think I've, and, if I remember it correctly, and then it kind of morphed into map. Someone will fucking tweet it. Yeah, someone it, will tweet it. So, but going going back, someone into will this, definitely so, correct me. Yeah, yeah, not, not me because I'm not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe someone will fucking tweet something. No, but Instagram it's it's, it's whatever, crucial but, to but know your that, history, especially yes. cycling history. I mean, there's a there's a well founded uh, world tour director now manager who told his rider to in Tour of Flanders. He's like, oh no, wait, this will come back together and end in a field sprint. When has the Tour of Flanders ever, ever in its in, history in. come down to a field sprint? Never. Yeah. But here's yeah. a director who was a tour rider. He didn't know. Oh, wow. He was just trying to read. Oh, because he had not actually yeah. raced those classics, uh, nor no, read about them, nor watched those, nor sat on a trainer for long enough to watch every fucking DVD available. So there's, yeah, there's that, there's that too. 
And I think that that's like, I'm not at that level. I didn't race those races. It was like, right. but now I've directed junior Roubaix, junior tour Flanders. I've been to these races. I know what they're like. And yeah, you can make the same mistakes and it happens, but it's like, I know where the, the sectors of Roubaix in the junior race, not the pro race, but in the junior race, like where it's super crucial. And in tour yeah. Flanders is the same and all these other races that we do, but you have to know your history. Yeah. And, and for me, like growing up as a climber, it's like, okay, the history is everything because if your desire is to do something new, uh, it's pretty fucking imperative to know what's already been done. Right, yeah. So you're not going out and doing shit and claiming that. Ah, and what has been invented this failed and yeah, when somebody tried to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, this is apparently, this is uh if you're trying to answer the question, how light is too light? Yeah. There are examples of, yeah, <laughs> you know, what was once too light and, I know a lot of cyclists like that. The the research paper that you're talking about, talking about hitting long drives, um, when we're talking about selections for something, this becomes some... um, A, in one part, we are trying to establish that we want a pool of young kids that comes in and does a high level uh, or or has all the qualities that we need for high-level riding. And I think one of the dangers in that is, you know, I think team sports fall into this often, is they come up with all these tests that seem to be um, correlative to the skills that are required for whatever thing there is. And so you have the the NFL Columbine and the bench press, mm-hmm. you know, 225, do a 40 meter. You could be very good at taking these tests, but again, oh, yeah. you don't know how to drive. You don't know how to make it to the front of a Peloton. Yes. And I think that becomes a really dangerous thing when we have too many gimmicky, especially now with power meters that are prolific. They're, they're oh, everywhere. Yeah. And so now we measure everything. We have all this data, yet there's no I data think mine for, doesn't work. For, 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 <laughs> for your brain working. Yeah, I, I got. I don't have a power. Yours meter, has a governor on it, so just you actually go above certain numbers. Just your it power just, meter doesn't allow it to show. Yeah, to I went you. to that DMV oh, race, and the is, DMV put a governor on. Is, my like, <laughs> is that what it is? Because I've just been wondering. You know, I like push really hard, and it just seems to go up to this one spot, but never go beyond. Yeah, because your bottom governor. bracket was loose. That's the only reason. Why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I have yeah. a perpetual break on my tire. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't seem to fix it. Well, I, I think that what's the what's the localized the, headwind? Oh, it's very just, local. Just <laughs> yeah, say yeah. that. <laughs> you don't have the Irish blessing; the wind's not your back all the time. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. In fact, it, actually, Keegan is. So he's been a stationary cyclist for for the majority of his cycling career. He has been a stationary <laughs> cyclist. Okay. So he's in front of the roll-up door out there sometimes, and he just goes anyway. So I put myself about eight feet in front of outside on the Concept Two bike. And I, for a month, tried to get that bike to go from inside to outside, but it never moved. No matter how fucking hard I rode that thing, for it how stayed long? in one spot. Wow. So, in fact, I, I will never question fact, your once, commitment. You, you, you once rode 100,000 meters and did. didn't move a fucking inch. Not, not one inch. I, I lost 10 pounds, I think, but I didn't physically oh go God. anywhere. So you moved. You progressed. You went. You were forward. You evolved. It was a protocol. It was optimal. It was all the band words in one. <laughs> was, uh, I do feel like a You concept. optimized everything. I feel like a biker guru. Mm. Nice. Did you, you evolve? So if you guys want to call me the beg from now on, that'd be great. <laughs> Biker guru, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but he did go outside. Ah, um, and, he and, and one day, right on, uh, was riding up, not the canyon, but the the, the other canyon. <laughs> and uh, apparently there was a, Keegan, there was a wind coming down yeah, the canyon. There, was there not? There was this very cool breeze <laughs> blowing very hard into my face. And, they had, and I'm guessing, so 
Now, I would hypothesize <laughs> that such a breeze from the front would have a larger effect on you than it would on a gentleman like Joel Holmes. Yeah, it's much more cooling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a decent amount more surface area on me than, you know, Joe, hypothetically. Hypothetically. I Were mean, wearing we, we would have helmet? to do like a cross-sectional analysis. Well, I wear the same see, helmet Joe wears. What's oh. your suit jacket size? Uh, like 2X? No, like, <laughs> no. He, 52. Oh, like, his, oh, like 56. His, his, okay, his yeah, suit. what's yours? Like, I thought you meant this shirt I <laughs> oh, got for a 38 right. regular. A 38 <laughs> regular? Oh, yeah, I, I was just about to. Wow. Okay. I think that's my neck size. <laughs> I, I was about to say I that had, Keegan's I had 30 suit inch quads is, one time. Wait, you would have gone faster if you had an aero bike. That's what the kids have told me, so I believe them. Oh. <laughs> I felt like I went faster because I went downhill after. And, right. it, yeah, so. and it excused the fact that I just spent $10,000 on an aero bike. No, <laughs> <laughs> so but much. holy shit, it felt like I was riding in place. It yeah. felt like the goddamn bike out here. So you've been to the Netherlands now. Was, that's what that's just like. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, everything they said is totally true. Weird how that works out. It's hard. <laughs> Cycling is I was hard. Like, it's the least enjoyable thing I've ever done. So there's some, there, and there's some wind in, um, now the United States is, you mentioned the Netherlands and, you know, Belgium. There's some winds in these places. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm getting, there's some areas of the United States which are particularly windy if I'm not mistaken I do believe Wyoming. they said this day was I was the about to say Laramie day ever Laramie now. Wyoming Wyoming is incredible yeah. yeah my uh I've ridden my bike uh I think twice in Wyoming and both of those times have made my top five list of worst bike rides yeah. ever mm. because of the wind wow so Having ridden across the United States of America. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> now, granted, you know, you weren't, you know, doing doing it like the man, Mr. Robich, did it. Oh, that guy. Amazing. Hard as nails. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm just making shit up now. But um, Joe did advise me that, to ask you a little bit about... Um, the race across America. You're welcome. Uh, which, <laughs> at, you know, I, as I understand it, because I don't. No, no, do I? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> okay. Gonna, I'm gonna, okay. I, it starts in one place, ends in another place, and that the place it starts is San Diego or something. <laughs> San Diego to Atlantic City to Atlantic. The year that City. I, the year that I did it, yeah. The year that I was roped into it. You got roped into it, so <laughs> yeah. that's 2004, right so, after. So sec- talk about that. Uh, don't mean the story about how I got roped into it. I, fuck, I don't. I, I just. I, I well, remarkably. So Joe told me one fine detail was like, okay, you, you. It wasn't something that you planned. You weren't training to ride a bike across no. America as a part of a four man team. Yeah, mm. and um, and and so the 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 Ram, the race across America, is actually kind of a big deal in in cycle a certain part of cycling in certain circles yeah certain circles it's fairly fairly big deal and uh and, and and generally if people are going to do it they're going to actually try to prepare specifically for it because <laughs> it is a very specific sort of yes. depth that one needs to train into their psyche as well as their their body yeah. and and uh so joe just said oh yeah he did it and i was like oh man that must be that's just some crazy fucking volume and he was like no 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 he he was Second at Road Nats, and then the next day, or the day after the next day, yeah. started so this, that. Uh, like, and I just I, okay, I blew a fuse right there. I'm like, okay, I got to ask him about this because yeah. that's fucking crazy. It it was it yeah it was crazy. So um, 
my t- two teammates from my old team, Casino Cycling Team, uh, they wanted to do it, and they hooked up with this guy, Kerry Ryan, out of Bakersfield, who runs Action Sports um, out of Bakersfield, and he had done the Ram multiple times before and had had the record, had lost the record, wanted to get the record back. And so he had assembled this four-man team, of which I was not a part of. And one of their guys, his name was um, – Oh, I'm spacing his name right now. That's terrible. Anyway, he was a he was a Navy SEAL actually. Okay. Um, but he and he good triathlete, really good triathlete. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's super talented. I'm really I feel terrible because I'm spacing his name, but he was I mean great athlete would have done fine. Crashed and broke his collarbone, Damn. like a week before the race or something like that. And so Sean knew that I was training for nationals, which was in Redlands, California, and hilly as hell. And uh, so he calls me a bit shorter than. A little bit shorter, yeah, <laughs> than whatever 6,000 miles we're, they were planning on doing. Um, so they, they call me. He, he calls me up. And it was like maybe two days before nationals, maybe two days before national championships. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, I had a question for you. I'm like, yeah, Sean, what's up? He's like, oh, what do you think about the Ram? And I'm like, I do not think about the Ram. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, okay, well, uh, we're kind of in a pickle and we need a fourth. And I was like, okay. Oh, Okay, well, I could probably find you somebody. And he's like, no, 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 we need you. What? So I'm, I'm on the phone and, you know, I think I'm on my flip Samsung phone at the time. And I'm like, what? You know, and uh, I'm like, sorry, well, breaking up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I really, I thought he was joking. And he's like, no, we're serious. And he told me the story about um, Burton Collarbone, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, we put together this team. And I'm like, okay, um, how much money can we win if we win this thing? You know, because I knew, because Nat, so this guy, Nat Faulkner, uh, and and Sean and I were all good time travelers, and this guy, Kerry, was just a machine. I mean, he's like the Iron Man. And he, not Iron Man, Iron Man, yeah. but like he is an iron person. Iron person, uh, yeah. yes. And uh, I'm like, how much money How much money can we win? Because I'm a bike racer guy, right? It's like, it's all about money. It's all about cash. And uh, he's like, we can win 10 grand if we break the record. I'm like, oh, okay, hold on one second. I'll call you back. So my roommate at the time was this guy, Dean LaBerge, who was a really good master cyclist uh, at the, it became, a, you know, he's a good cyclist. Anyway, regardless, I was like, Hey Dean, what do you think about me doing the Ram? And he's just like, what? You know? And, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, he's like, how much money can you win? <laughs> I think that's kind of how the conversation yeah. went. And I'm like 10 grand for break the record. He's like, you should do it. And I was like, oh, all right. Cause, Cause I call piece, Sean back. Cause your piece is 2,500. Yeah. Because you do the math and that, on it. He's yeah. like, all your bikes and all this stuff. You know, you yeah. keep, I, th- you I think I everything. mentioned earlier if there's something that I could pay instead of not do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, this was, is on that list. I, oh, I'd yeah. like, can I buy my way out of yeah. your invitation? I learned that. I learned that the hard way. So anyway, so I call him back and I was like, yeah, cool. And he's like, all right, you need to be in, in San Diego or Bakersfield. You need to be in Bakersfield at the Redlands. So I'm like, oh, that should be easy. I'm in Redlands and Bakersfield. It's not that far. So do uh, national championships, get second. I lose, basically. I lost that race. And, uh, How? Uh, I was out Fox and I didn't trust myself. Okay. That I could have closed that gap down. All right, folks. And, good um, lesson. Yeah, and it was a really. <laughs> I doubted myself at that in that moment. It was a really hard race, and I'm not going to lie. And no, I, I don't. Really, I, don't, I don't doubt that. I'm just always yeah. curious. Is like, well, second, you were fucking right there. Yeah. And he's kind of curious, like, okay, what's the lesson? So what's I went across. It was it's actually like, so it was the old panoramic loop of Redlands stage race mm-hmm. is what we used for the circuit or what they use for the circuit and it's incredibly hilly and it's it was a really hot day and uh, not making excuses but i was always really bad at cramping or i was actually i was really good at cramping you were like, you were quite i was quite, quite proficient quite at cramping, cramping. and uh, <laughs> had this cramp and i had gone across to the breakaway which was i think eight we had whittled it down to three and we did 
I don't know, two or three laps. It's all a blur. I can't really remember. Um, but like was cramping and cramping and cramping. And this, this guy kind of slipped away and I thought that the other guy was going to go and he didn't go. And I was like, Oh shit. And I went too late and I was closing and closing, closing and I lost. So they're, I'm on the podium and they're interviewing me. This is the, this is the, the funny part of the story. So they're like, Oh, and you know, what do you have plans? So, you know, you're going to turn pro again. And I'm you're like, no, Disney I'm actually, World. I'm going to do the Ram. And the crowd in front of the studio was like, what? <laughs> Everyone is like, you're doing what? And the, the announcer is like, you're doing what? And I'm like, yeah, I have to get to Bakersfield. I was like, anybody can drive me to Bakersfield? I need to get to Bakersfield. You should have said, well, since, oh. I'm, since I'm the first loser in this race, the whipping post is Ram. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> what, I should, yeah, that's what I should have said. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to Bakersfield and we did some, uh, and met the other guys and did some testing because there's some rules about, uh, the Rams, especially in a four-man team or all the teams, you have to stop at stop signs. Oh. You can do a, a track stand, but you, okay. the rule is they have to be able to read the labels on your wheels or something like that, if I remember correctly, but you have to just come to a stop. You don't have to clip out. Right. But at red lights, you have to clip out. There's no running lights or anything like that. And so, and then we did handoffs and like you have to touch the rider in. Um, so both of I mean, Sean and I had raced for years and so we were hand sling in during the race, you yeah. know, and Kerry was like, Oh, I'm not, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> and he's like, he's looking at us like you guys are nuts. And I'm like, oh, but it's so much faster if you just sling the other guy into the race, you know, not thinking we had five days to go. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy, it was a crazy, it's a you blur. You have to stop at stop signs. Yeah. And the route is prescribed and there are checkpoints yeah, yeah. and all this i learned all about to be honest with you i learned about all this stuff after because <laughs> at the time you know you're just you're getting bits of information fed is to that you. better though because yeah. yeah yeah i look back on it and uh so i didn't talk done. about it for probably three years like i didn't i was like oh i never want to talk about this race because i was just we all came apart mentally i mean we, i came apart bad like crying in the back of the van bad like i've seen the so bottom talk, talk, talk about how um <laughs> You can't go above like a certain. Yeah. So Carrie had done this. So Carrie Ryan, who's mad scientist, iron person, he had done it multiple times before and had great staff, had great mm -hmm. support. And he's like, we had, so we were, we were sponsored quote unquote by Cannondale and we had everything we needed. We had climbing bikes. We had uh, time trial bikes. We had aero mm -hmm. bars on everything. And you named your bikes. And of course I do. Yeah. I'm like, and they Sebastian were? Vettel before Sebastian Vettel was Vettel. Yeah. Um, so Betty blue, was my time trial bike and rosy red was uh my climbing bike because it was the first cannondale it was the first year they had that system uh it was the half half aluminum half carbon bike at oh the right time. yeah yeah like yeah. they built they welded yeah. this thing together cut it and put and, and it was cool it was such a cool bike it was beautiful but um i don't know what else oh so carrie and we had polar because we didn't have power meters at the right time. Was so you're going off heart rate and he's like don't, don't ever go above your threshold you're always riding at one, whatever you're three. He's like, ride yeah. at 160. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? And he's like, because if you put yourself in the red zone, you'll never get back. You'll never yeah. get back to that. And you put yourself in a hole. Mm. And at the time, you know, I'm biker, it's a guy. I know everything. Yeah. And I'm like, well, screw that. I can go faster. You know, I'm coming off of nationals. Yeah. And so we're coming out of San Diego and I think we're in the desert. Like we climb out of the desert and then we're in, I don't even know where we were, but it's like the, the valley. And then we're on Tom Trail bikes and we are flying because it's night because yeah. it's nighttime and there's tarantulas going across the road. Like I have visual. So I have these flashes of memory, but I just remember like, oh, tarantula. Oh my God, there's tarantulas. And I'm like weaving through 
but and, doing and, like and 35 too, miles an hour. And it's too soon to be hallucinating. Yeah, so and that's the thing. Sure, like, they're there. I had no idea, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So that was that was the thing. You had to always watch your heart rate. And now that I'm a much better coach and have learned, it's like yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you you can't really do that, especially yeah. because what were your intervals? Like what, what was your exchange? Yeah. So it was 20 minutes on 20 minutes off, 20 minutes on an hour and a half off Ooh, for five okay. days. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So okay. it's the fastest way folks. <laughs> Listeners, you in the back, I'm going to ask Billy to say this again, <laughs> just so that you can try to fucking comprehend. Yeah. So 20 minutes on 20 minutes off. 20 minutes on and then about an hour and a half off for five days for five days until you crack and you slept in a van if you slept yes. at all yeah in the back of a and we had two gmc vans and i never for i never wanted to be in the back of a van ever again and but we and we it, yeah so we had beds we had platforms built in these vans and we had massage therapists actually i mean we really got taken care yeah. of because carrie wanted to win this yeah he wanted to break this record and, um, you know, we were getting light rubs and I didn't eat, I did not eat a ham sandwich for two and a half years after that either. I mean, because nice. you're just so, you're just mentally scarred. And I don't, if you have never done it, you can't, you have to do it. Cause you just wrap, you wrap your head around it. It's insane. It's, no, I it's think insanity. I'm good, but I, like yeah, you're good. To it. I don't recommend it. I have, I've had kids. So kids have found out like some of the yeah. athletes that I work with and, you know, national team kids and they're just like wait, you did the Ram? Like, can you talk about that? I'm like, no, no. And then they're like, well, I've been thinking about doing that. I'm like, oh no, 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 you're not allowed. Like I'm never, you're going to do team pursuit before you do that, which is less painful than the the Ram, you know? And they're like, but that looks like asking your dad about Vietnam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever kill a man? There's nothing greater than killing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How many miles do you know that you rode individually? Was it split split? fairly evenly or is it just you did time and when you got there you got there yeah you're basically just doing uh time until until you had a teammate go down um so the first guy that went down was inadvertent so he thought uh he thought he was using a baby wipe and he was using a uh, a bleach wipe oh so that he had to go to the hospital and yeah that was that was bad and so then we were down to three guys so then the rotation oh. changed a little bit yeah it was really bad oh. yeah i can't speak yeah <laughs> Oh, and he, that, and he was so fast. I mean, he was a really fast, I mean, ultra, yeah, yeah. ultra. Oh, you're not fast when you do that though. Yeah. Fuck. So no, he, he had to get, he had to get taken to the hospital oh. and then, so we were down to three and so we changed the rotation a little bit and I don't recall what it was, okay. but I think we were doing slightly longer stints. Yeah. And then, uh, another guy went down mentally and then, so we're down to three again. And then I went down like, oh, so I, he so, got so, back from the hospital. So he came okay, back, yeah. he, he got cleaned up and you know, the, the doctors were yeah. great. They were, you know, yeah. wherever we were, I can't even remember where we were probably New Mexico or something. Cause it's relatively early, I think. And then, um, yeah, so he came back and then, uh, I was, so we were given, I, we were doing IVs mm-hmm. at the time, uh, which I don't know in 04 if they were illegal, but, uh, it doesn't matter cause it's not a UCRA. So we were yeah. getting IVs for hydration cause you can't really drink enough, yeah. but I was being given too much. So I was okay. getting fluid in the lungs and I didn't really recognize it for a while. So I'm like, wow, the, my first stint, like I can't breathe. But then by the second stint, it would clear up yeah. and then I'd go get another IV. And so I'd just get Come another back. 500 like, milliliters yeah. of, and so, and then I'd have to do it again. And I'm just like, I can't breathe. And so finally the doctor figured it out because we yeah. had the team doc and he's like, oh yeah, you're overhydrated. Like anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So he called, let's, I was call, just, let's calm down on that. I was yeah, just let's trying calm to down on that and yeah. figure out your going rate 
So you did that for $2,500, so you're less than 50 cents a mile, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, yeah, if you were to break it. Is yeah. that, that, so you're going now rates I'm about really depressed, four, Keegan. <laughs> four, 45 cents a mile. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, I hate myself more. Let's, so go, get a, let's go get a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bleach wipes Just in the Just met you, and I already hate you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean you, if you, the, you boil the, it down. Yeah. The easy way to get out of the ham sandwich is the bleach wipe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the fastest way for sure. So talk about the team you're doing battle with and how you uh, uh, figured something out. Wait, wait. So them. no, okay. hold on yeah. one second. Okay. So Sorry. One guy went down to the bleach wipe. The next guy went down mentally cracked. What? Yeah, he was curled up in the back of the van with his arrow helmet on, completely naked, crying. <laughs> oh. Just completely come apart. Okay, I just decided that I want to go and just photograph a team because I bet the pictures of watching people mentally crack are going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I would look. So I think that's a. a to be honest with you, that is that would be an amazing photo assignment. It's kind of like in in uh, Paris Roubaix yes. in the showers after, like yeah. it's that traumatic. Like just people that are fucking bent to war. Have you seen basically. the DVD Road yeah. to Roubaix? Oh yeah. So the guy that's taking the the portraits mm -hmm. after, yeah, oh, my, that's they're amazing. beautiful yeah. too. Like and it's I, so, and, I've, and it's the same with the with, with the boys when the boys come in. So we haven't had rain; oh, like really? it's been dust, and the boys are allowed to use the showers. Mm -hmm. You know, and I see them like they come in and then they get they come back to the van and, and they're just like. I mean, uh, yeah. It's I okay. feel like it's a crime that wasn't documented with film. I'm, I'm okay. I'm stuck on. <laughs> Sorry, curled up naked in the back right, of the we'll with an arrow right. helmet. I'm just like, why the helmet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because he Safety Safety trauma. Mark. Safety. Yeah. So the, the thing it's was, he, he didn't. He I couldn't. That. He just couldn't put his skin suit on. He's like, no, I'm not putting my skin suit on. And it was like that became. He became fixated because that's what it came to. That. Yeah. I have a skin suit on. Exactly, dude. You can ride yeah. naked. Get the fuck out there. <laughs> My skin suit is on the fucker. Me alone. Yeah. No, as we TikTok. learned from uh, as we've learned from science, it's not as fast as having fabric on your body. Ah, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. science. Uh, science. You know, it's just. <laughs> but yeah, so he cracked, and then we were down to three again, and then we were back to four, and then so uh, like. What's the I, interval to come back mentally from that? Is my yeah, well, that and, was and, and so what it, happens? Is it, it like, like an day. organic? As I remember it, it was kind of a fucking it was, whole day. I or would like kill that so, guy. But that's my recollection. So I don't, okay, I don't okay. know. That's the thing. It's yeah. it's such a blur. I, saying, I feel like at that point, like an hour probably feels like a day. If it, it feels so yeah. when I was when I was really down when I was like had the pneumonia thing and I had to walk. I remember being in. I want to say Yates Corners, Kansas. For Wait, reason, I had the I pneumonia thing. Come on, okay. I want to. I want to know what. How did you treat the guy? Like, what was the procedure to like try and help get that guy back? There was a massage therapist in that in that van that that she was really good at what she did. Okay, and uh, nothing untowards. I mean, that sounds really sounds weird when I say it out loud now. But she was she calmed him down and basically like was the therapist, and, 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 and that's what and we like, all needed. Basically, that. put energy into him. Yeah. To help him come, that's yeah. fucking and cool. And the guy that we had yeah. in our van, his name was Bob, and he was a fascinating guy, and he was actually a Jehovah's Witness. We talked. Right. I mean, we talked for oh, five those, days. Those people. Oh my god! Do not do, don't. It was fascinating. So he opened left. a rabbit hole oh, okay. in this room right <laughs> now. That but he was a, he was like the Michael. nicest, calmest. He was the he was the <laughs> the nicest human being I think I've ever met. And he was so caring and so kind. Fucking and Blevins, he left. What happened to you? He had left. <laughs> left. Oh, you left. Okay. So this guy, this guy left. This guy oh, okay. left. But we, had, you know, yeah. we had five days to talk about. Yeah. You know, his 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 whole family like disowned him. Oh yeah. And like yeah, the nicest person. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. But he he was the one who calmed me down. Like after when I had a mental breakdown, after Whoa. I had the pneumonia breakdown, like I completely came apart headwise. <sighs> and then um, he really he just talked. 
and that was a lesson that I bring to to coaching now. And it's listening. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Yeah. And and I, I was spewing. I mean, I literally was like, you know, violent because I was convinced. So when that you these were talking were about cheating. the pneumonia thing, you're just talking about the overhydration. Part. Yeah, overhydration. I should say. Okay. So I just had fluid in the lungs. Okay. So but, but no, I couldn't ride. The doctor was like, you can't ride for. I don't know. It was maybe it was four hours, five hours. So I just remember walking. Right, but it's not Kansas a bacterial infection that you're no. overcoming in within this five day fucking event. No, none okay. of us got none of us got sick like that. Yeah. We viral or anything like that. We had mental breakdowns. But I do remember walking around. I want to say Yates Corners in Kansas, and I just vivid, vividly walking and being. It was felt so good to be standing on ground and not moving. Oh the yeah, motion. You're, you're either on the bike or in the van, yeah, or, or the, like st- with a foot down for a brief yeah. moment to get on the fucking bike. And they were so, like, everyone, the support staff and everyone was so nice, and they were like, "Do you need anything?" I was like, "I really need a cup of coffee." So this was Carrie's thing. Also, he was like, "Don't drink coffee because caffeine will die." Oh, I drink a lot of fucking coffee, and so so I was you were like, doing the ram and kicking at the yeah, same time. Oh my god! Was, <laughs> I look back at it now and I'm like, "Dude, no, I'm never doing that again." And so like, this guy only read half of the science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your anger, Can, was that what you were talking about, where you thought the other team was cheating? Yeah. And we don't have to get into it. I'm just curious because you said you it's thought they were cheating. It's a good story to get into eventually, but go yeah, on. Um, yeah, effectively. So this was – I mean, we're in Ohio, and like I said, I know Ohio really well, <laughs> and we are riding on these roads that I actually know. And I'm, you, I'm, yeah. in, I'm texting with my buddy Marco who lives in Ohio, um, my good buddy that I was talking about before, and I'm like, hey, we're going up Jack Run. This is crazy. Like, Wait, blah, blah, blah. The, with the flip phone where you yeah. had to do that oh, yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't tap it, 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 tap it. You got to use just one. Yeah. Yeah. You got to use one thumb. Fucking T9 word. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, dude, come out and meet us. And he's like, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, no, I'm not coming out to Jack Run to meet you. And I'm like, you suck, man. Like, what kind of friend are you? You know, it took me like five minutes to type that out of my Samsung. And we're going up this road and... I know the climb very well because I had raced there a bunch and it's this, it's this good long climb, uh, believe it or not in Ohio. And it's hard as hell. And I'm riding and I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be great. You know, and I'm going and I'm going, I'm going and I'm watching the lights like disappear of the other team. Cause we're closing on the other team. And then all yeah. of a sudden we're not closing on this other team. And, uh, I'm like, there's no, no way. way, no fucking way. This is happening. I'm looking at my not power meter. I know what I can put out. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've been up this climb. I know this climb. I've raced yeah. this climb. No fucking way. So anyway, so this was this was my trigger. Oh. And so then I started to unravel. I really started to unravel. And the interesting thing about the RAM is that if you think someone is doping, you can call in to get them drug tested. Mm. If you think someone is cheating, you can call the officials to follow. Which imagine if they had that in UCI races. Oh my god. That seems like a good system. Uh-huh. So there was a point wait, where wait, there was some back wait, and forth. Like, what do you call that? Snitch on your neighbor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snitching. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, so we, have, didn't yeah. we have an issue with that in here recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> snitched. <laughs> oh boy. No, somebody snitched. Uh, well, no, it was it uh, eighteen years ago they snitched and just some poor fucker couldn't get over it. <laughs> 18 years ago. I told you right. about that story. Exactly. No, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, was uh, a, there was a Farrakis. That, that, there was. A, <laughs> there yeah, was. yeah right. guys, that story's making the rounds. Okay. I don't know about that. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so Doesn't we, matter. we just, called I, in the officials, right? And so this is, but I'm literally melting down in the back of the van. And I'm like, no effing way. No, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, not too far later in Pennsylvania, we ride by them like they're standing still. 
completely like blew past them and mm-hmm. i was the guy that rode past and i was like wait i mean i waved and i was i was that guy i was a total dick but i'm just like yeah no fucking way and i don't have any proof how would they this. how would they ever do like how would they have cheated like held onto the van Motor or pacing. like yeah okay yeah got behind the van because you're not allowed to draft off the van right okay and that's possibly what had happened possibly not i don't know yeah. and but at, i just know that we put a heck of a lot of time into them after that and so yeah, I just like I said, uh, maybe I don't they know. Just and, blew and, up on that climb because they went too hard. Right, and at the time, I'm like full of hate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm I'm just full of oh, yeah. uh, like hate, 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 That's hate, hate. And for energy. years afterwards, now and I look back at it now, it's like, oh, maybe maybe they were you know i'm kind of Hmm. older and gentler i guess and i was like oh maybe they just maybe that's maybe they had a breakdown or whatever i'm not really sure so i don't really know for sure and i'm not going to throw stones and i don't really know but i just know that we ended up we ended up winning and we broke the record by a lot so talk about but at that time in your head it's just like i know that like you're in an environment that you know yeah you're more susceptible to the sort of the input like whatever's happening if they were coming back to you you would have been more you know you've been a more thrilled than you would be in any other emotional state. Yeah, yeah. But that they're going away, you're more fucking angry or yeah. suspicious than you would have been potentially in another. In an unknown. Certainly in a more, like, known emotional state. Tr- yeah, definitely. Yeah, if it was a one-day race and you were getting dropped, like, oh, you get dropped. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. you wouldn't even have thought well, twice You about probably it. wouldn't even have thought twice if you weren't on a road that you had ridden before. I would guess. I mean, maybe there's that too because you, you, yeah, like cause Mark says, you just you know the environment, yeah. you know exactly yeah. what that climb is. That like. and everybody's experienced people that are like unbelievably faster. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense, and everybody understands like, wow, right. it just seems like I'm standing still. This is just me. I'm terrible. They're really good, but if you've been pacing with somebody for four or five days or three days or whatever, yeah. and you get to something that is well known, and you kind of understand like what your capability right. is compared to theirs, then there, there's a high likelihood that your actually your assumption was correct especially because we were going back and forth yeah, yeah like the yeah. whole way i mean you're like all the way from san diego to ohio yeah. we're leapfrogging so you're i mean and we didn't expect that carrie didn't expect it either <laughs> and i look back at that now and i think to myself wow we had to we had to raise our game yeah and we did because we were aware yeah you know we were getting radios and people were telling us because we had you know spotters and all this stuff right. and, and a lot of staff which was they were phenomenal people and they'd be like oh you're you're only two minutes back you're going to catch them you're going to see their lights or or you know now you're five minutes ahead but you know so you, yeah. you constantly knew so it was like this elongated formula one race in a way like you you just know and you have wow. these pit stops and people are you know not crashing but they're you know mentally crashing and you, you know you have all this adversity which i'm sure they did as well because i heard they finished with only three guys uh, okay as well, and are, they, so you're. How many are you requ- as a, as a four ma- four person team? You're required to finish with how many? Um, well, everyone finishes, but okay. then it's really if you're down to one guy capable of riding, that person is riding. He can finish the yeah, team. which yeah, is okay. kind of what happened. So that's like the end stage. So we get to, uh, we get to the what we think is the final checkpoint, and we're all delirious, and the staff is delirious. Everyone has been awake, and we get to this. Burger King, I think it was, or McDonald's or something. And, and we're like, oh, this is the final checkpoint. And there's no one around. And uh, we're like, oh, that's weird. You know, and I'm not really sure what's going Maybe on. Maybe we just got here so fast. Yeah, yeah and we're so close. <laughs> We're not to, here yet. Yeah, so that's what we thought. That's yeah. exactly what Carrie thought. We're like, oh, we're here so early because we were really, really ahead of schedule. And um, Carrie realizes like, oh, shit, there's actually one more. No, this is actually, this is the second to the last one. I think an official showed up 
and was like, oh no, there's one more you have to do. Oh, and then, and then there's, then there's like the, the kind of end and then do a ceremonial ride on the boardwalk into, into Atlantic city. Um, you guys could take that ceremonial ride, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> you guys obviously didn't think about people's state of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they wanted us to be four cross and ride. Anyway. <laughs> so but there's a, still, there's this one stage left and I don't even know how long it was. You can look it up on the website. You can see, cause they give you an average speed for each sector. Okay. Uh-huh. And Nat, I look at Nat and Nat's like, I'm not getting on my bike. He's and I look at Carrie and Carrie's like, ah, uh, that was the only point where I saw Carrie was like Carrie Ryan, the, the leader. Yeah, he's like, um, and Sean's is like, I don't even know where Sean is. And so I look at my mechanic and the guy in the van. I'm like, get me Betty Blue, like we gotta go. And hauled the mail and finished off the stage. And I actually just, they told me that I was going as fast. They were told me like you were flying, and because I wanted to get, you know, we have to save salvage this record because I'm not mm. sure exactly what. And uh, I recently went back because I wanted to see, I wanted to check if we still had the record and, and we do, but I went, I went and I looked at the sector and I was like, oh, oh yeah, I did average 30 miles an hour, like the last stint. And that was me. Fuck. What? And so you, that is what? my claim to fame <laughs> as it were. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, cause I was so pissed about every, like I was pissed that my teammates didn't want to ride. And I was like, well, f- fuck it. I'll do it. Well, there you have it. Uh, anger is not a short fuel source that lasts for five days <laughs> yeah. and it's extremely fucking it, yeah, it's how, true. how far that's was true. that last sector I, I'm not sure I want to say it was maybe 10 miles I do remember there being two stoplights that I was stuck at and being really pissed oh, and Jesus. wanting to go through them um, but having the follow because we everyone so, has a follow van oh, and they're just like do yeah. not run the light they're yelling at me like don't yeah. do it yeah, I know you man yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not in New York City don't yeah. you <laughs> and so and then and then following and following this is Jersey and, man you can't run lights yeah. here and then finally finally we get to the you know we, we cross the line and the official's there and he's like oh you guys broke the record and blah 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 and I was like and like, you still have the and record and you broke the record by how long uh, so they do it by average speed because okay. sometimes the route changes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, it was significant. Like I want to say it's point three miles an hour, but across. that's significant <laughs> across, across six thousand miles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently. But it's, what, what was your average speed? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I want to say two thousand four Ram. We can look it up. Somebody got the goggles. There's Let's, there's Ram. Like, there's yeah. There's RaceAcrossAmerica.com, and you can yeah. look at every historical, which is pretty crazy. Which is actually really cool. And in terms of websites, like as as simplistic as that website is, you can look up every stat. Which what is was really the first cool. year that it got done? Like Ooh. it was like crazy time, right? Way back. So way back because yeah. I remember Jacques early eighties. So Jacques Boyer did it solo on a liquid diet one year <laughs> after coming like off the tour. I mean, liquid in, liquid out. It's a good thing. <laughs> amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. That guy's that guy's amazing. And what the best thing about the best thing about there was a quote uh, oh. in an old ma- magazine, Winnie Magazine. And they did, uh, they did an article about Boyer and Ram. It it was like his mechanic or somebody was like Jack Boyer is going to straight block America. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> back then you had a forty two twenty one. That's what you did. <laughs> Holy. Oh, two. And just wrote it. <laughs> wow. The guy's amazing. But yeah, anybody that does it, anybody that does it solo, I have the utmost respect. Anyone that toes the line. I have the utmost respect for it, and it took me a long time because that's hard as hell. 20, and the, 23.06. Oh, okay. That was average, our, that average, was our speed average speed for riding yeah. a bicycle across 
the United States of fucking America. And, it, and imagine this wow. is five days, eight hours, 17 minutes. That's right? us. Yeah. 29.59. So, okay. Action sports. That was Action sports, yeah. That is fucking crazy. So the two-person team, just to get an idea. Yeah, so the two-person team. So this is the this is the crazy thing. So the two-person team record was just broken from this and year. one of my old teammates was part of that from Mark. Casina. Uh Anais Frere. Oh, Anais. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He Gross. Just, so he also, went back? also from Lamont Fitness. Also from Lamont Fitness. Captain Chris. So which is the weirdest thing? By Blender okay. Magazine Professional oh Cycling. God. Oh, I thought I thought you meant it was one of your team from Race Captain Across America. Crazy. No, sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say is that the guy that was naked which with the time trial? No. <laughs> one of my older uh, a team a teammate of mine, and he recently did it with another guy, and it, uh, he you broke it. You scrub a significant amount of time by just cutting the team in half, obviously. So yeah. the average so. Uh, a solo record is seven days, fifteen hours, yeah. fifty-six minutes. Average speeds. And they started day 42. earlier, as I remember. I yeah. think they started day earlier, and then the HPV. Wow. So they have an HPV division, which is the human-powered vehicle. So it's the aerodynamic. Oh, oh okay. yeah, like yeah, a yeah, banana. Yeah, yeah. And I have a vivid recollection of HPV that. means something else to me oh, entirely. <laughs> but same here. Oh, oh same tandem. Here. Go. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, Keegan, we can do tandem. Let's do it. Oh my God, I can't even imagine that. Oh, I, I do remember being on my time trial bike. Do I'm doing 36 miles an hour with a tailwind yeah. and somewhere in Kansas and flying at like 120 beats per minute because you're just yeah. moving. Uh, and yeah. the HPV goes past me like I'm standing still. And the guy's out of the little like cellophane window. He's like, hey, man. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And he must have been doing like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> and they finish like way early. But props to them too because they got to get over the Rockies on those things. Yeah. Which is you're laying on your back. Okay, and then there's an eight-person team. Right. All right. That seems unfair after what you went through. I mean, that's just <laughs> – so a lot of it is a lot of uh, charity. Oh, like right, People right, will ride right. it for charity and stuff like that. But it's – I mean, it's – it's yeah. you're still doing it. It's pretty amazing. Sure. Well, there's five of us. <laughs> I will never, ever. <laughs> there's – well, again. now there's what three because I'm out we too. What if we did it the opposite <laughs> direction? You're in a headwind the whole way. What if we had turkey sandwiches? That's what I mean. No. I mean, we got what Joe. We He's good. <laughs> we'll just draft Joe the whole way across. We Joe's got a van. Away. There's five of us. <laughs> Wait, did you just say that there's a headwind the whole way? No. He, Mark <laughs> suggested we go the other way from Atlantic City to San Diego, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't even know who you are. Call Sean Kingray for that one. Yeah, I just yeah exactly. Well, he was going to be our sixth. <laughs> yeah. When I imagine Race Across America, for some reason, I always imagine like a very specific age demographic kind of mm. cyclist. They usually have a star spangled jersey for some reason. Like there's a, there's a culture that goes with that kind of riding. We had some ugly that jerseys. That I am uninterested in. <laughs> yeah. You can keep wearing all black. Okay. I don't care about the all black. It's just, you know, there's... I, you, you don't have a national title, so you don't... Or second in nationals. But it's title. not for he the national... have a national It's title, not though. for the national title. It's not that jersey. It's like the equivalent of monster truck racing <laughs> apparel. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? that's actually... I like that. The, that's good. There, there's something faux American about ultra cycling in some of these events. And faux American, I mean, like, you know, they have Speedos that are American flag. <laughs> so I could wear my American flag You know what overalls. I'm talking about? Jo you know what I'm Wait, talking about? American Joe? flag overalls? Yes, they're fantastic. Only if they're made by Carhartt. The whole thing? 
The whole thing yeah. is the flag? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, That's my God. I have mechanics in Europe that would die for those. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. I'm not interested in dying. Where in do death. I? Just send me, please send me I'm, a link as to where to buy. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no you buy them from us. Okay. And we mark them up. All right. <laughs> you know, willing to die. I'm not. I'm not concerned about someone willing to die. I'm concerned about someone willing to pay. What are those people willing to pay to have pay. those overalls? I've got some budget. I've got some budget left over. <laughs> and then the big scandal begins. USA Cycling oh, scene and in some inflated <laughs> Chinese-made U.S. spangled overalls <laughs> conspiracy. Well, the flag the flag we are flying in the Netherlands right now that's at the housing is made in China. I did look. Oh. So it's, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was on Amazon. It was $21. I mean, yeah. Whoops. Whoops. What's Sorry. that in euros? 20, uh, <laughs> right Sorry. now? 16. 16? 16 bucks, yeah. I watch the euro every day. That's one fifteen today I saw. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's okay. really low. Man, it was 1.75. Well, those tariffs are really working out. <laughs> If you don't understand GDP or anything about or trade, anything. totally. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember like my first. So France was still, I mean, using the old French franc. Oh, my first trip to Europe. Oh, my oh God. man, they're just as good as you thought that they were. That's awesome. <laughs> now can they I actually get... might be better because there's a giant bald eagle on the front of it. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! The screaming eagle. <laughs> They, they, they <laughs> do look, yes, we are all looking at a oh picture of Keegan in American flag. That photo is overall. the best, by the Thank way. You. That is amazing. Wow. I mean, what we'll, shirt, we'll link it in the show notes. What shirt yeah. do you wear with that? The question can I please is, have your no number shirt. just so I can make that your contact photo? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to call you once yeah, a day? No, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. You could, you could be in Europe and, and you'd get a phone call and you're like, hey, who's calling me? You're like, America. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make that happen. Hey man, just yeah. want to shoot the shit. How's it going over there? Yeah, <laughs> fucking amazing, man. <laughs> Thanks for waking me up again, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. You realize it's four a.m., right? Hey, I'm just here to remind hey. you that fuck socialism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to remind you that Jocko Willink is already awake. <laughs> I will own that to the extreme. No kneeling for that flag. I read that book. It was all right. I I read it too. I got three chapters in. As I get it, I within my four-hour work week, I read it. I got, (laughs) I got the message. I hung up the phone. Were you nasal breathing while you did it? Yeah, and I was. I was also. uh, I was also listening to Epictetus on tape. And, so I'm and, totally stoic as and, I was and reading tweaking it. your nipples while yeah. sitting on a block of ice. In a, in a block of ice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And doing my wind moth breathing or whatever. <laughs> <Wind moth>. uh, <laughs> okay, who else? <laughs> We've just done <laughs> other podcasters. Can we mock right now? Because seems like it's going Tony pretty good. Tony Robbins is always an easy one to throw in there. <laughs> Tony Robbins. <laughs> Enough about me. How about my teeth? You're, yeah. you're, trampo- <laughs> you're, you're trampoline jumping. How about my incredibly large hands? <laughs> my hands. I can rip apart a lobster like Seinfeld's girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> the Oh, yes. She's got man hands was one of the best episodes ever. Next to next I to was, the I was naked is cool doing certain things naked is not yeah. cool. Yeah, that's true. Sanding that the floor true. Not, not cool. cool. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Oh man. Oh well, I think we should uh, <laughs> move on to a sports question. <laughs> yeah. How oh about them? Uh, 
I don't know, bears or whatever. Ah, bears. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we're not big team sports people. uh, Yeah, I I was just trying to think of something useless to say. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned an NFL team. Perfect. (laughs) And a very useless one at that. Oh, wait. Did you just check to make sure it was an NFL team? I'm just thinking, you know, like. (laughs) The bears are. Yeah, no, I remember Walter Payton, uh, Dick Buckus. Uh, it's all it's, downhill after that. It's all downhill <laughs> after that. Yeah. I'm just like, wait, wait. Jim McMahon. Whoa, Jim wait, McMahon. Wait, the fridge. The headband. The Hang on. Yeah, I remember the I'm going to go back. I, I may was... make a mistake. I may blaspheme. Gail Sears? Yep. Oh, good job. Yep. Boom. Nice. Wow. There wow. we go. We're going a little ways wow. back. Wasn't the fridge the New York Giants? No. no the fridge was the fridge yeah, number was the 72. Yeah. Will Perry. William Perry, man. Uh, he was. So I know some stuff. The first 300 pounder in the NFL, right? I believe. Now it's just like every day. That's a fucking <laughs> yeah. wide receiver now. Yeah, that's like half of Alabama. <laughs> yeah. you know, half of God. Alabama. Don't Seriously. talk about Nick Saban. Oh, what? man. Do, so, what Jeez, was, I can't talk current football, you guys. I coming just, back I just, just All because... I know about football right now is fucking parking problems near, near where I live <laughs> oh. on, oh. you know, when the Utes are playing at home. It got overshadowed by kneeling, I think, or something. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Easy, Thunder. I'm just describing what it is. I'm not taking a side. Uh, yeah. I'm I obviously had, I had part to have that discussion recently with someone because I, I commented about Uh-oh. that, saying that I stand when I hear Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's not like I'm not saying I don't protest against this. <laughs> you're, just a, like, you're a stander, huh? I'm a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's it's some, sometimes it's kind of inconvenient, yep. you know, because I might have already been kneeling and in, in uh, reverence for some other ideal. You know, that the fucking song comes on, and ah, oh, goddamn, I gotta stand up. I, like anyway, I don't. So when we see like a picture let's not of, go down this road because okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. so so. Well, I had a question I'm, I'm wearing about a about USA shirt. It, it, <laughs> We're sitting it, here doing it, this. It, it triggers so many triggers. Oh my god! Fuck. You need a safe space? Yeah, not yet. <laughs> I I want to curl up in the back of a van naked <laughs> with a fucking air on, <laughs> and that'd be super yeah. safe for me right That's now. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when somebody kneels during the anthem <laughs> I get the helmet on and I just freak the fuck out just bothers me so bad I learned all about that from the kids this year I was asking them all about the identification and the trigger words and the safe space and I'm like what are you kids talking about because they were talking about it yeah and uh well yeah. you're you're you have to learn about 72 new pronouns since you've been gone yeah, yeah. you can't well you have to get rid of all the ones you already knew <laughs> yes yep yeah, it was it was pretty wild. It was a very interesting. Wow, conversation. you guys, this is fucking thin ice right now. You know? <laughs> it is really. I'm just saying. Like, oh, no one's taking a side. I'm just saying. Like, there's a G yeah. and there's a Z, Zim. Uh, to me, it was just fascinating. It was just fascinating listening to that. I think and that's it actually. I, is. And I was worried about. Well, at that point, I started doubting myself. Like, well, what can I? What can I say? I don't want to offend you, but at the same time, it's like I'd like to have if a you conversation. Up that sprint. We're gonna have a discussion about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, <laughs> don't get offended. So I started prefacing certain things like, hey, this isn't personal. But you're telling me you want to get to here, and so I'm going to give you. You a already offended bit. me. I don't identify as a person. I identify as a dolphin. And <laughs> I identify you as saying toast. you don't want to get personal means you. We don't We rode by you on the road today. That dry, that dry toast. That was you. That was me. Fucking I identify a. as toast. I told the kids that one day, and they were like, "Sweet," <laughs> because you know, just address me as toast. Yeah. Actually, address me as Mister Toast. Mister. Oh well, that's I'm non-gender, so I'm just toast. Oh, you're just toast. I'm like Pele, just toast. Nice. Motherfucker. Like so like, I'm just I'm waiting for each 
Oh, what was it? The trigender was I'm my get favorite. Some angry emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we were hoping to produce with this podcast. Uh, it was angry this emails. Angry email. Well, we yet just again. lost yeah. our CEO, I, so it would be fun. Go, I go ahead and send all of your angry me- email to profit, P R O F I T, at nonprofit, P R O P H E T. Look it up. I've, dot I've media. Heard. I forgot that we actually and go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Do you guys own that? Yeah, that's, that's a real way. Oh, nonprofit.media is our yeah. That's that's actually that is our website. I mean, our company is nonprofit, <laughs> but our profet, email is profit not, at nonprofit. <laughs> no, it's profit <laughs> at nonprofit. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we don't. You know, it's funny because I think most people, if they were going to actually like, we don't get a lot of email there. Because um, <laughs> I think That's what weird. happens is people start typing, they're like, like pissed or they're like going to say something nice or whatever. They start typing it in and they just go, these guys are completely out of their minds. <laughs> Fuck this. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. I can't. I could not possibly bait them with like some, well, you might be able to bait Michael because he is a champion of internet fighting. Are you? Do you enjoy it? I enjoy. Just say yes. Enjoy would be like <laughs> would be would be too small yeah, of a description. Enjoy would be like enjoy. asking the Dalai Lama if he likes nothing. It would be like his, like. <laughs> See, I wish I could engage. I can't engage though. There are a lot of times where I can't say I can't and say anything. And it really bums com- me out. I'm at my calmest yet most titillated when I know <laughs> that I hurt somebody's feelings using a keyboard. So if you if you ever need a surgeon, not, not in a way that you. Bastard over uh, their head. <laughs> so, no, no. so in that regard, I watched Michael try to break a keyboard one time. Mac builds a very, very good unsuccessful. <laughs> they are nice aluminum. Yeah, the yeah. Fu- aircraft aluminum. Apparently, yeah. was, was that? Was, was that? Was he that tried when to, it wasn't connecting to your your. Yeah, yeah okay. If we're gonna yeah. stick to baseball references, he tried to Bo Jackson the fuck out of that. <laughs> Which Su- means, wait, wait, let me clarify. Which means I didn't show up for training and then I performed adequately. Oh. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, uh, internet wow, arguing. That, that was a beautiful moment, right? That was good. Guys. That was great. I, 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 if, if, if this... If this is the last podcast ever recorded, <laughs> that oh might God. have been the defining. If we addressed gender issues, it might be <laughs> somebody will write a petition. Somebody will erase us. Oh. Now there's bullying issues. Oh, my God. It was a microaggression. It was a microaggression. Wait, which one was? I like macroaggressions. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a big fan of those, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should get back to physical aggressions. A little bit because you mean again, like consequences? No, you mean like sport? No, like, uh, well, <laughs> Being physically aggressive? I just it, meant punching somebody because it does. <laughs> it does mean, teach I, certain things. Like uh, we're we're having this lesson with uh, a few clients that we're working with now about you know overthinking, and so mm, the lesson gets worked I, out I, really quickly. I don't know shit about that. But so for uh, imagine take this issue. So take um, you've never done anything physical. You want to make a physical change, but you actually are very intelligent. So your brain is working way harder than your muscles are. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that beca- that is yeah. a totally separate issue. And so after a, a lot of talking today with the, um, I won't mention their name, uh, a lot of talking and, and I like talking. Today is October 19th, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> today is uh, was a fun day, though, because all we had to do is show somebody like get into a plank and hold a plank. Now tell me about your problems and what you're thinking about. 
And then as they start talking about their problems and then it starts to get hard, you're like, oh, see, now you're not thinking about your problems. You think about quitting. Don't fucking quit. Yeah. And now when you quit, think about why you didn't quit. Forget all the other shit. And then you're shaking, you're uncomfortable, but there's no reason you actually have to let it go. You can still hold it. It's just uncomfortable. And now you're dealing with actual Oh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. If so... Uh, uh, let me get this straight because uh, you know I've been in this game for a long time training mm-hmm. people like physical and mm-hmm. psychological aren't and, like, you I mean, aren't you that 300 guy I used, I used to <laughs> and there it is <laughs> so key <laughs> I used to be that 300 guy but now there are other people claiming that they trained the guys from 300 and oh, so I'm no longer that 300 guy they are I have heard about that Oh, that's unbelievable. Some motherfucker wrote a book. I can't remember his name right now. Nor should you remember it. Uh, Hayes. No one else Hayes. ever will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I believe he, I, I believe he um, was in Tennessee. He still is. But he was in Tennessee for the entire time that movie movie was being filmed on location. And I, you that's know, how I never, good he is. It's funny. I never saw him there. He, so must have, like, he was just been, somewhere in Tennessee? You, you know, I can't remember Aren't exactly. Aren't most but people was, that like, are in Tennessee? <laughs> just kind of just vaguely somewhere. Um, Mark was in Tennessee. But, I was in Tennessee. Same thing. I mean, I've been there. But I wasn't there when I was doing that job. Hmm. But there is a book by the guy, and, and uh, which I thought I just thought meant like... Dude, your balls must be fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> you just don't think I know my way to tennis, or I don't give a fuck enough. Anyway, um, <laughs> you, you know I don't want to be that three hundred guy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking the mantle because it's just so, <laughs> such a burden. Um, uh, th- this this question, well, th- this like, but 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 let me let me let yeah, me yeah. get back to that. So, so when it's uncomfortable, I am not obliged to quit. Is that what you're saying? Like, it's not a thing. It's not like an automatic thing. It's not like, wow, you feel a little bit uncomfortable. You feel a bit weird. Like, like you can't breathe. Like, maybe there's not enough oxygen. You're kind of shaking or something. And, and, uh, and, and, um, well, oh, no, something actually really, because we, we did it. And after about a minute, there was failure. Joe Holmes, you're number one. <laughs> so we did it. And after about a minute, there was failure. And, um, then, you know, why did you quit? Oh, my back hurt. Or or whatever the thing. Okay, so did you think it was gonna break? Were you immortal, like uh, like mortal danger, or was it just uncomfortable? You asked okay. him, you asked him. That. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. oh, this is part of our. So yeah, you quit process. because well, I'm just trying to deduce based on what happened. You right. quit because you're uncomfortable. Keep that in mind. Do it again. Yeah. And then the second time, okay, it happens faster. Now why? Like, let's get through all this shit and understand why you're a quitter, not understand why you're thinking too much. Yeah. And now you can think about being a quitter when you go home. And then when you come back, you'll you can have overthink less to... quitting all you want on your own fucking time. Well, and th- this this is a yeah. really like it, it seems like a negative. It seems like we're really harsh. It seems like. But this is actually really like a, a profound moment for some people yeah. uh, when they haven't like, oh, holy shit, I've never done anything physically hard in my life. And when that hits, they go, oh, Okay. Like I, uh, they now I know why yeah. I've never done anything physically hard because yeah, I've never right. allowed myself to go past the point where I get goes from not hard to hard. And physical hardship can help. Like that's one of the things that helps inform us of what we're capable of. And that's why I think, like, however much you don't want to do the race across America, I'm sure it informed everything in your life. Absolutely. Like there. Mm-hmm. 
the experience mean, it's probably impossible to try to con you know it definitely informed super week two weeks later <laughs> okay i was really good at 42k an hour <laughs> really oh yeah nice yeah but because yes to joke about it but yeah. yeah then you have to do a series of criteriums 100 yeah. 100 kilometer long criteriums and you have to be at top speed and i just ridden across the country at top speed at threshold yeah yeah below threshold and below now you have to go above you. and you're just like this is hard and then uh -huh. you do a muscle what was the muscle scan story with oh that? yeah that was actually really that was a cool thing um university of bakersfield i believe mm. had a dexa scanner at the time and so which was rare so 2004 yeah. so full yeah dexa scan um for those of you who don't, don't know it it divides up your bone mass your muscle mass and your fat mass effectively in quadrants so look that's a cool thing because you can divide up your body mm -hmm. and so they scanned us before and they scanned us after so we're, after we were done in atlantic city I had to fly back directly to LA, took the bus to Bakersfield, which was interesting. <laughs> I'm just, just going to leave that out there. Got to Bakersfield, went wait, directly wait, wait. to the hospital. Are you saying <laughs> that people who are trying to get out of LA on a bus <clears throat> and get to Bakersfield <laughs> super fucking sketchy. are some interesting characters? <laughs> they are interesting. Huh. Yes. We're going to get to that word in a second. Okay. But then I got a DEXA scan. Uh, yeah. So went to, directly to the hospital uh, and got another DEXA scan. It was fascinating to see that I had, I think, two and a half kilograms of muscle had moved from my lower body to my upper body in the space of five days, according to the scans. Sure. And I have the scans at home. And it was really, really wild. And, and all of us were looking. And it was... Th was that sort of universal for the whole yeah, team? Yeah, so three, three of us. I think three of us got scanned. Uh, they were, we were able to get scanned. And that's what happened. For, for, yeah, some, some were more, some were less. But it was a, a migration. And I think... That would be I what... I mean, all th you know, three out of four. Right. Or three well, out of three who got yeah. scanned. I mean, I don't have the that's science to go behind it. But I'm thinking science. that because but, but we had arrow bars. Statistically significant is what yeah. I would say. Okay, yeah. so arrow bars. So you're you're actually supporting a lot of your upper body. I think so. On your yeah, and shoulders, ham. arms, and ham. <laughs> yeah, and ham. <laughs> a lot okay. of protein. Yeah, but I really think it was because we had arrow bars and we were kind of just resting. And the yeah. bikes weren't ever wait so, so for what we were used to. But I think mm -hmm. it was just because the the gravity had changed or the okay. Know. Hang on here. Let me just go back for those of you who are tuning in late. If you have so twenty minutes on, twenty minutes off. 20 minutes on, an hour and a half off for five days, pedaling at an average speed over and across the entire country of 23.08 miles per hour. You shifted muscle mass mm. from your legs to your upper body, and the you didn't waste away into oblivion? Like, you didn't disappear <clears throat> into an anorexic fucking vapor? No, You're as I recall, I think I lost... Catabolic state. I think I lost a kilogram. So what, what Mark's asking is <laughs> nitrogen imbalance in gains. endurance work is uh, I believe with a Z. I yeah. believe what the kids say is it's catabolic F. I'm still not sure what that last part means. F. <laughs> you mean A F? Yes. And those are capitalized. Usually, I believe they right? are. Yes. Okay. So it, I've seen that too. I've always wondered what. That so meant. I believe what that means is if you do enough endurance work, you actually disappear. Because mm -hmm. your body eats itself That's into exactly what that science a is. pink mist. Science. So it's good to know that you can go at pink least 6,000 miles without that happening. It's amazing, isn't so it? So I really feel Something like people disappeared. Don't I think it was a soul, but to worry <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure, I lost, what is it, 80 grams or whatever yeah, it is when your soul eight, disappears and you die? For 21, sure, I was 21. 21. So I, I lost 20 grams of soul. <laughs> yeah, one gram of soul yeah. remaining. The I, oh, the catabolic. That's, yeah. Well, what's that? I was thinking that it had something. Okay, I can't. I was going to the gutter. I'm sorry. 
not going there. You do that a lot when I talk, just for the record. It's funny because AF, (laughs) as fuck... Is really close to ass fuck, <laughs> and I'm sorry. It just it's just catabolic ass fuck. <laughs> just if you say it real fast, like a British person, it goes catabolic as fuck. What? What did you just say? <laughs> exactly. uh, so I'm just wondering what it you, would Ross. take to. Yeah, we do miss you, Ross. Actually, you need to come in and help out. We don't have a sixth microphone. Actually, we do. Wrangle. Yeah, you just stand back there. there. <laughs> no, we got that mic. And, yeah, who was and, the Johnny Carson guy that would stand like, all the time? He would oh, just be the, back there. Yeah, oh, that could totally be Ross. <laughs> Man. Every now and then, Johnny Carson would throw him a comment. He'd be like, "Yeah, totally. Yes, <laughs> yes." <laughs> Ed Asner was it? No, it's not Ed Asner. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. That's right. Price. That Price was. Oh, Cooper's. that was Ed McMahon yeah. in yeah. the corner, just every once in a while. Every now and then, he'd be like, "Yeah, Johnny. Yes, yes, Johnny. You're right. <laughs> that could be Ross." Especially oh, when Joe's here. He'd just be back there saying, yes, Joe, you're right. I a think lot. Joe's that guy. I mean, honestly, he really fits that profile. You are here enough. Yeah. <laughs> He's slim. He can fit into compact places. So he can go down a hallway like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> one, one would say like a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. And no yeah. shocker, our episodes are So is that like go down a hallway located. HD? <laughs> like a, I don't know. I'm just trying to be young and like hip how, with my acronyms or whatever. How since since you've done this long ass thing and then you did Super Week, what's the what's the longest you will go now, and how well does that still inform you of of similar lessons? Oh man, I mean, in terms of yeah, distance like, or time, like what 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 events now are you like? No, not that, but yes, this. So when does the PTSD kick in? (laughs) Usually after three hours. At what mile? There we go. Usually after three hours. Like at this point now, I'm I'm happy and fortunate enough that I'm fit enough that I can ride with the with the guys. Mm -hmm. I can almost keep up with the juniors because they're fast as hell, Mm -hmm. and um, I feel fortunate enough that they allow me to go on some of their rides with them. Mm -hmm. You know, but after three hours, to be honest with you, I just get bored. Like Mm -hmm. I've I've been I love riding my bike. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. and. I would consider myself a lifer and I do miss racing, but my problem is I don't, I can't put together a program where I feel fit enough and I'm confident enough to, to go actually race. go race. Yeah. And I know that's a cop out and some people will probably say, Oh, just, just go race. And it's like, yeah, I understand that. But it's like, but, and part of me, part of that is just my own mental getting over myself. Mm-hmm. But part, I mean, it's, go. it's decoupling from past experience and decoupling yeah. from expectations of certain things. And, and I would highly recommend gravel. Mm. Yeah, and, because yeah. it's just like it's it's the it's the same motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same tool, and yet it almost exists apart in this kind of parallel way way where you can go do it, but it's, it's but the different. expectations are not the same. Yeah. It's shockingly disconnected. Yeah, it's and it's, it's yeah. so and not like oh, this is the holy grail of like yeah. the recovery of cycling and blah blah. blah. Right. And it's just like no, it's different enough that I could. I mean, we talked about this in a podcast that has not yet been released, but, um, but like, okay, this is what got me back riding a bike is yeah, that like, yeah. I don't, I didn't, I could not carry the expectations of a prior and it's not even for me, it's life. It's prior, like few seasons or whatever into this thing because it was different enough, but I still had the fitness and the, 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 the vision to be able to do it Yeah, in a way. I'm not highly recommending it. I'm just thinking that you need to be no, in I agree Idaho you, next year sometime well, around the yeah. end of August, early <laughs> September because there's there's you know. definitely a part of me that 
when I see those events and, and so uh, let me go back. So a couple of years ago in 2016, uh, world championships was really late cause it was in Doha and it was supposed to be a little bit cooler <laughs> in October. <laughs> Thanks. You see, I, I'm sure it was Oh my God. Uh, like, but too, so I was home, but and not cool bu- enough. No, yeah. no, but my buddy, uh, who runs a PR company, uh, this guy, Chris Lyman, who's a great guy and he's running PR for mammoth grand Fondo. And he's like, Hey, come, this will be fun. A bunch of guys, you know, this Velo News writer is going to be there, and it'll just be a fun bunch of dudes. And I was like, oh, Grand Fondo, come on, man. And he's like, no, it's a lot of fun. And, and you know, the next day we ride, I don't know, we ride like 140K as a recovery ride. And I'm like, what? What? Okay. That sounds like fun for whatever stupid reason. Wow. And so we do the, and the Grand Fondo, I think, is a, you know, it's like 100. I don't know what it is, actually. It's, it's far. But anyway, so I got to do this Grand Fondo, and I'm thinking, I'm watching you know this thing unfold i find myself in the front group because i'm wily enough to get there i'm not fit enough but i'm there and then there's this hard section of this this climb and i'm i kind of get tailed off from the front group because ted king is there and uh ted <laughs> is super fast and he's amazing yeah. rider and the the lead group goes away and i see this tent and i'm like i can stop for oreos because i'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, i don't have to race I have a number on my bike, yes, but I'm not racing. This is actually fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, it hits me there. I'm suffering up this climb. And I had I had been, I think I was in Europe for like 60 days before that and had mm-hmm. ridden a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, I'm fit enough to do this, what you just said to me. No. <laughs> so I stopped for Sounds Oreos familiar. and I'm just like, and then the front group, I see the front group turn and they get Oreos. And I'm just like, Grand Fondos are cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that was when it, that's when it hit me. I was like, yes, there's more to just pinning a number on, which I love. I love bike racing. It's my job. And that's what I'm, I'm pushing kids to do. And I want them to do that. But you're absolutely correct. There's all this other stuff and you're still on a bicycle and it's fun. And 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 up front, it's a fucking race. Yeah, absolutely. If you want it to be, and you want to be there. Yeah. I mean, the the big guys, I can cheer from the middle. It's cool. <laughs> no, yeah, no, absolutely. I can fucking turn my lungs inside out and be in the middle, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then be cheerful yeah. afterwards. Or it was whatever, like five but, years you know. previous to this thing? I never would have stopped for anybody in the side yeah. of the road with a flat. Yeah, never. I would have been like, "Screw you!" I'm. Dude, and now there was like one of my buddies who you know he had a flat tire, and I was like, I'm "Like, help you stop." I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're gonna get to the finish. Like, I know where the coffee shop is, and tomorrow we have to ride along anyway. And I was like, I'll just stop. Yeah, and then we had all of a sudden we had like this ten person group of other people that I didn't know, and I was meeting all these other people, and I was like, man, Grand Fondos are rad. It's Plus, Mammoth is like amazing, amazing right? place, oh, and which I had never been to, and I'm like, why have I never done this before? <laughs> because they'd never had like an actual race that the type of races that you were doing before. I mean, it was there had been like never been a race in a downtown area that you don't see any of the other part of the area except for the bike race that you're doing yeah even you're in the bike race and you're not looking at the scenery but now you're in this fun grand fondo and you can like chill out and relax and And if and you're in the back and like 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 at the the rpi you know on the on the on the big day you know guys are there's some hitters there you know josh berry's there and fucking louder's there yeah Great athletes, you know, blah blah. blah. You know, yep. So there's a race up front, yeah. and from the dust cloud, you can see how far ahead they are. And you're just like, oh, the race is up there, right. and I'm, and so therefore, I'm not in the race. So I just need to try really hard. Yep. And you're still experiencing the same things that they're experiencing internally. Yeah. You're still pushing mm-hmm. yourself to your limit. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, mm-hmm. and that's the thing about cycling that's cool is that. Wasn't it Lamont said it, it never gets easier, you just go faster? Yeah. Yeah. 
I wish, it, I wish it had been somebody else who said it, but, you know, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the year number one from Joel Holmes, but in a good way. Um, so, Billy, yesterday, mm. we were talking about that bitch who is the muse. Mm. I mean, we weren't actually referring to the muse yesterday, but I was thinking about she's it fickle. because she's fickle. She's and she shows up at unusual times. Yes, and I—I I mean, I had this. Uh, it rem- when we were talking yesterday about like when when creative energy leaves, like you you rarely know. I mean, you notice it when it's there because you could take advantage of it, but but it's not like a. But it's mostly creative energy is mostly recognized by its absence these periods where you can't do anything. And I remember this, uh, uh, must've been, uh, it's sometime in the past couple of years. And I was, um, my friend, Jason, he's, he's, he, he is an artist. He is in front of the camera. He's behind the camera, but he's, um, he, he, he also paints and, and he does these other things. And, and he understands very well that when the, the bitch is there, yeah. you gotta fucking obey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going back and forth. And he's like, hey, can you train me tomorrow morning? You know, and I'm like, no. Sunday nights are the nights that I drink and write. And right now, she ain't here. So I'm doing more drinking than writing. Mm. And I fucking hope she shows up. Otherwise, it's just a waste. You know, but Stoli, it's only 19 bucks a bottle on sale. So whatever. <laughs> You know, and yeah, then I lose a day of my life afterwards in in the aftermath. But we we were we were uh, uh, sort of talking about these longer blocks of when the energy isn't there, and and Mm -hmm. and for me, um, and and I'm sort of curious about the your your take on it is that that I stop believing in myself as an artist the longer that the muse isn't there the longer that the creative energy doesn't come the longer that and and when joe said i'm gonna be down there and this and that and i said dude i'm in full work mode right now you know she's here shit's happening we may go for a ride we may not i'm not really you know i'm just i'll i'll sacrifice a ride if i can make something oh yeah and and so in in that moment when we started talking about that i'm just like in the office the other day or wherever that I think it was that there when it happened I was just like oh I recognize this person I know that we have shared that thing of wow it's when it happens it happens and get everybody just get the you know yeah get out yeah and when it doesn't happen everybody also get out because you know save yourselves because I'm gonna be a fucking <laughs> dick for as long as I can't do my thing yeah that's exactly what it's like that's exactly what it's like yeah and it's really frustrating because when you you want to you know it's not that i don't want to create i really want to and i i want i don't know i put something up on social media the other day and i there's this painting that's above my tv which i spend far too much time in front of and um it's a painting or the tv both (laughs) but the tv yeah i watch too much tv marvel damn you marvel making all these shows that i like hey whoa 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 what about dc (laughs) yeah they're good they're good no i like them they're they're interesting 
<laughs> oh, oh, snap. snap. <laughs> oh, I forgot Joe was here. <laughs> hey, Joe, I need another beer. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Ouch. But yeah, I'm staring at this. I'm staring at this painting, and it's one of the few paintings that I'm not allowed to sell. And, um, I don't. I look at it sometimes, and I'm like, "Where was I? Where was that? <laughs> yeah. How did that?" And I look at it, and I don't recognize. I don't recognize the brush that moved that paint, and it really bums me out. And it really bums me out. And we were talking about it the other night, and it's, I've got, you know, I've got paintings that uh, people have that want and people want work and you know, I'm stuck. It's like really, really bad. And I think a so, lot, some of it is also just what I'm doing right now. That, hang on. What that, mm. that painting mm. above the TV that you can't sell that you created that is like tr- causing you to think in this moment about mm. who were you? Like when, how long ago was that, that you were that person who could make that thing that isn't you now? Yeah. That's, that's the question I'm struggling with. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that. And well, you can never go back, but it's just no. like, you know, so so you don't get to recreate it, the mm-hmm. circumstances. I know that, like, man, I wrote this piece, you know, on coffee. Right. I ain't, I can't write that piece on coffee now. I need something else. Or, you know, or whatever it is. But, like, we we don't get to go back. But how how big is the distance that you're trying to... Yeah, it's, it's, probably, it's probably not that far. And maybe it's just a matter of um, discipline. You know, it's like... I struggle with that sometimes. Like some people are like, Oh, I need to be motivated to do this. And it's like, no man, you just need to be fucking disciplined, like disciplined, do it every single day. And it's easy for me to say, I'm super good at breathing <laughs> through your mouth or your nose. Oh, mouth only my nose. I suck. <laughs> I, I, I can't breathe through my nose very, you know, at all, but I do it every day. And so therefore I've gotten really good at it. Sorry. That's my fault. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I mean, I, but I, I struggle with that in a way because it's like, man, I should be. There's a, there's a painter. I'm gonna butcher his name, but Olafili. He's a, he's an English painter, and he was part of that British wave that came through in like the late '90s. And uh, uh, he's a great, he's a great painter. And, and he recently exhibited. Oh, actually, recently, he's probably five or six years ago. But he would wake up every morning and do a portrait off the top of his head, and he would do this fast watercolor kind of thing. But every morning, it was like he did the same thing every day. And it was like we were talking smoke. about the smoke. You take the same picture, the same corner every single day. And so when I'm in Europe, I try to draw every day. I try to do something every single day. But to move that drawing to a to a six foot, four foot, three foot, two foot painting. <laughs> no shit. That's it's almost like I'm scared to break out. I'm almost scared to break out the paint because I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. And it, and I relate it almost to cycling like and racing. Like I can't get to that point where I felt like I had no chain anymore because I'm older and, and whatever, whatever. And so I'm, a, I'm really afraid to put myself out there. One, because of my position, because, oh, you're the national team coach, et cetera, et cetera. And you have this baggage associated with you. And, and I just need to get over that because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And so as you know, it's like, some coaches are really good at coaching, but don't listen to themselves. Like I'm at that point right now. It's like, I'm giving all this, what I feel like is really good advice. And the feedback I'm getting is some of his good advice. And I was like, I really just, someone needs to tell that to me. Like, I almost need a coach. Like someone needs to tell that to me. And I, so, so I that a friend I can, of mine. Yeah. If, if I was actually saying, talking to myself using these, you know, talking to myself, the painter mm, with these same words, or right. somebody was saying this exact same stuff to me in, you know, when you are, are in your sort of painter self image or whatever, it would, 
be utter, totally different. Yeah. And it, it hit me. So one time this happened to me once before painter's block or whatever you want to call it. So I'm living in Boulder at the time and I'm trying to be bike racer guy. And you know, I'm living in the Mecca of cycling cause Boulder is Boulder, you know, the Republic of, and I'm living with this girl and um, I hadn't painted for a long time after college. And I kind of drove myself a little bit nuts after school or during school. Cause I was, I was painting a lot, probably too much. And um, where's that work in purchase? Now? Oh yes. Yeah, so a lot of us painted over um, or burned or I destroyed it or I gave it away. Um, Rick masters in the house. I, and I vividly remember. So this is probably, well, I don't remember the time, but I had a dream and I was floating on a raft down there. You know where you know you are, right? So I'm, mm. I'm in France. I'm on the river Seine and I, and I hit the bank and I get off the raft and raft and Claude Monet is there. And he turns to me and he says to me in French, he's like, why aren't you painting? And I wake up. I'm, this is a true as anything. And I wake up and I'm like, Oh, sh- I need to go get some supplies. And so I go buy all this paint and I start painting again. And my girlfriend at the time was like, you need to, what are you doing here? Like you need to paint. Like, what are you doing racing? You know? Yeah. And, and then her mom ends up buying this massive painting and I get rid of some work and, but no, I'm, I'm racing bikes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I decided to, you know, I pursued this parallel, but I'm- doing shit that's keeping me from having to do what i'm here for right and but there are times though i have to credit going for a two three four hour bike ride while i'm stuck in a painting and that clears my head and there's nothing that will clear your head better than an hour or two hour bike ride nothing in the world and okay runners and runners high and all that stuff i'm like yeah okay maybe it's, it's similar but for me it's like go ride my bike for an hour clear my head think about the painting without thinking about it so it's this it's this intuitive so thing. for me, there's this sound, and it happens. I take a a glass out of the freezer, and I put one of those gigantic, like ball shaped, ice cubes in the mold. Take it out of the mold, and I put it in that glass, and there's like a clink. Sometimes a thud, depending on how you know I put it in there. And I get the bottle of vodka out of the freezer. And when it hits that ice cube, there's this crackling sound mm-hmm. as things start to contract and break, and it beats yeah. the shit out of a two-hour bike ride for me. Because <laughs> it's also often happening at three o'clock in the fucking morning, right, and to yeah, go, yeah. you know, already drunk for a two-hour bike ride to try and like clear my head in order to be able to write, you know, finish the fucking thing that I'm trying to write. Anyway, right. I'm just an addict. For me, it was that smell when we walked so, into that gallery. Yeah. And I could smell the linseed oil. And I was like, oh, hell, man, I really miss that smell. Because nothing like boiled linseed oil, that smell, because I use a lot of oil to move the paint. Okay. I work in layers, and so I'm always building up these layers and scraping them off. And, you know, yeah. So I keep the paint really fluid. So it's that smell. You know, and I walk out into the garage now, because I'm lucky enough to have this. Well, I pay for it in Silicon Valley. You're definitely paying you're, for you're, something. You're paying. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're paying the rent. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, but I've got the, you know, when I walk out there and it's like, I smell the grease and the oil from the bicycles and then I also smell this linseed oil and I'm like, I need to get to this side of the garage. Not this other side. Not this other side. Fucking cool. Do you guys find the more you do things, the more successful you are, the better your paintings are, your writings, your photography, the more you like get set in a way of what you want things to look like is before maybe you were like exploring to find where you wanted to go. Does that make sense? Am I saying that 
the right way. So like, sometimes with sometimes with paintings, yeah, because you have you have someone that sees a, a painting that you've done, and they want it to be that, but larger or smaller or X. Well, I'm just thinking about mm-hmm. what you said about the painting above your TV, where you're like you don't the recognize one I'm ready to burn. those brushstrokes. <laughs> yeah, but it's like maybe you're not that person anymore. But like, what person uh, are you now? Because you got some brushes that you haven't used yet. So it's like instead of trying to really be going to bring that up, <laughs> be that like what are you now? Coming up on your birthday, man. So to, yeah, that- <laughs> to bring that full circle back to the earlier conversation, I was going to say maybe you should stop trying to be a shortstop and you should just be a baseball player. Oh man! Yeah. Oh boom! Snap. Yeah, you're. I you're can't right. drop this mic because Mark will yell at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. I, I already no, got myself I reimbursed by the company for it. I finally did last week. Oh. So drop it. <laughs> it's an asset or a yeah, something, whatever. It's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's extremely valid point. And yeah, I just need to learn how to play shortstop or learn learn how to play second base, as it were. Yeah. 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 No, I, I yeah, I agree with you. I think it's uh Yeah, I have to try something new. There's yeah, a, that's a pretty interesting thing because like we paint ourselves into and I was having I had this conversation with Stephen Kotler actually about the creative process and writing because he gets up super early and and writes all the time and his his way of sort of manipulating his psychology is different than mine and you know you know some things are unsustainable he's just, he's smoked cigarettes and he's been trying to quit and sure. this and that and, you know and and, uh, um, and and this idea is like I only write well when I drink. And he goes, dude, that's a fucking crutch. You're wrong. You're trapped. You have trapped yourself into this identity of what you need to do in order to create. And he goes, no, you're better than that. I've read your stuff. You don't need this thing. You just need to believe that you don't need it. The only part Mm. about Hunter S. Thompson that I need is to be shot out of a cannon. I don't need the alcohol to get the writing. (laughs) I would say I would need the shotgun. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. Solid point. (laughs) I think you need to listen or read the, the his process of getting you know st- oh you know, yeah the the, the thing yeah. like because it ain't just out no no, no <laughs> they no. get to the yeah because there's like, some ether in there I think there's some mixture <laughs> of yeah. definitely mezcal uh, <laughs> yeah and, and maybe then, some LSD and maybe this and that and it's just like kind of a daily thing and I'm like okay I can't quite get well I wonder if I tried to get there what would that be like I don't know if I, I don't know if my like body that. could physically handle it. That's a tolerance built up over time, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot of work. It's that's a lot attention. of training. Well, there it's a, is something. It's an adaptation, I believe, is what you call it. <laughs> if you've ever created something that you're, you know, it doesn't matter what other people, if you value something that you've created, um, it is very hard to create less than, even though it's mm-hmm. part yeah. of the same buildup again. And again, it's the same as, to me, it's the same as, you know, learning to race or be any kind of effort. If I have been at my greatest and then come down it's very hard to work back up like we talk about that all the time but we don't treat the creative process the same and we we should be um well uh we could say that like i wrote down here in part of my note like playing increases your odds yeah right Uh, no matter what yep not playing you there are no odds yep and so the more often i just get my hands or my fingers or whatever that and i start manipulating then effort increases your skills and you're more likely to come back up it's the same it's the same aspect of training but we do treat it like it's magical because it feels magical Mm -hmm. it feels like when something hits you and you can create something i'm off on another world and nothing could steer you wrong but that's the same when you're you know at a primed or peaked uh physical level i mean one of the funniest things that actually michael has said Mm -hmm. to me in probably the last 
week is I've written negative 500 words today. I was just like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. No, no, no. I was just like, I know exactly where you uh, are. So I wrote a thousand words the day before. Uh, and then when I came back and reread it, I erased 500 of them and then went home. <laughs> it's a negative day, but it ends up being a net positive eventually because I have to, I, that was just to get the scarecrows out it's just to like yeah just to like if i just splash paint on something and move it around now i'm not afraid anymore well, and sometimes no, that you're fear a, is you're the absolutely block, right. right yeah like, and some that's i was talking to mark about it last night so i as professor it's a profound lesson in, mm. in in college great professor and and uh i've been working on this painting work on this painting and work on this painting but like was not editing mm. And so he came in and scraped like half the painting off, like took my palette knife, yeah. you know, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? You know, and scrapes off. And he's like, he's like, are you valuing the work or are you valuing the work? And he pointed at the painting and he's like, just because you've worked on something for four hours and five hours, six hours a week, doesn't mean it's good. Hmm. He's like, you're just valuing that thing. You're moving. valuing the labor. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're moving the paint. But it's like... Busy doesn't mean you're productive. Yeah. Right. And that was, I mean, to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I apply it to coaching. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. You do a lot of sprints. Sweet. Well, that, that, that's when, well, that, when, <laughs> right, that's when, but, but are you, but where are you, where are you applying those lessons that you've learned on the road now? We've worked on lead outs and done that. It's like, mm-hmm. are you allowing the team to put you in a position so you can sprint in the bike race? Mm-hmm which is what you're doing. We're not training sprinting just to train sprinting. We're training sprinting so you can sprint in the UCI 1.1. At the time when it is appropriate to do so. Yeah, and if and if we go down firing the 50 cal and we go down in a ball of flames, totally fine, but we've done it. We didn't sit there with the gun waiting to shoot it. Like, go, do it, try it. We have nothing to lose. You're 17 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and that's, you should listen to this podcast after it's released, and then just pretend it's not you talking, and then just listen to you. <laughs> but that's the thing. Where I think there's a lot of us in this room that are pretty good at telling other people the things that they should do. Course. By a lot and, of us, and, you mean five of us? Yes. <laughs> well, Lambert too. Lambert, <laughs> what a good here. puppy. Yes, yeah, he's there. He's been listening, and he's like, "You guys are full of shit." Yeah. You guys are all dumb. <laughs> it's like, I haven't heard it a day in my life. I went to the farm yesterday, took care of business with some horses. Not a big fucking deal. Figured I don't know it what out you guys straight away. About. It's like, this is in my blood. I don't need to train. <laughs> so, Joe, when you said that, um, why were you looking at me? <laughs> oh, I mean, we're seated across from each other. It's natural. I get it. I get it. Okay, thank you. Looking at myself, too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've owed you a piece of writing for months now. Oh yeah, what's up with that, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I heard about that. So, so you're not on for raise three anymore. I mean, <laughs> you got you know, booted. I, I wasn't. I wasn't actually. Actually, I wasn't no actually you. expecting you to hit the deadline anyway. So it doesn't matter. You were, you were never on for raise three. I just was hoping to say that if you, I said, dude, we need it. You know, for this, you know, issue of the zine. I didn't give you really a deadline, but I just figured I'd get it for say for four instead of three, but. It's the old trick. It's like your friend that's always late. You tell him that the time to show up is 15 minutes earlier than <laughs> or 30 or 30. I've done that. Or an I've hour. done that with juniors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then they're perfectly on time. It I don't works. have a watch. Really, I've works. heard that. I don't have a watch. <laughs> you have an iPhone? Yeah. 
Like, let me show you how to look I works. don't have a watch. Well, yeah. Fair enough. I'm not a big, I, I've decided that I'm not <laughs> going to be a big uh, stickler for time anymore. Like, I would like to be on time, but when other people don't, I don't really care. I've decided it's not a stress that I'm going to worry about. If they're late, then I don't have to worry about it either. But because if I do the like opposite and act like, well, you're reprimanding children, so it might be a little bit different. Teaching them how to be on time, totally different lesson. For adults, if they want to be late, well, whatever. But do it's you a- move your time? So does your training yeah. become 10 minutes later? Or yeah, do you sh- stick to a shift? You have 50 minutes now. Instead what of what he's no, I just not shift. saying is that he's had 10 years of practice now of people being late to things that he's doing. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I shift. I'll just move everything. And then my be- Swanee, my Swanee won't. If, if yeah. you, so if Swan, you're, yeah. if you show up at three ten, he'll for cut a, your session. Yeah. You yeah. have 20, like I've had this one. And he'll, some people he'll be like, stickers. Oh, and he's like, wait, you, you only did one leg. And he's like, you should have gotten here on time. He's Polish. I can't even do the accent, but he's <laughs> nice. like, if you were here at three, no problem. And I can appreciate <laughs> that. Like, it's not that one way is wrong or the other, but I kind of like the idea that, well, it's all arbitrary anyway. Like time is arbitrary completely. And if we're like stricklers for this thing, it adds this element that I don't need to actually fucking worry about. Like, yes, I need to, like I, it doesn't mean, I don't want people to think that like, I don't care about showing up on time. That's still a very important thing, but it really makes me mad. And maybe this is just our scenario when, you know, somebody is paying for a service or something and they show up late and then you punish them somehow. Uh, yeah. And you're like, nah. that just means they're a bad consumer. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever it means. It doesn't mean anything. It just means they hit fucking traffic or, 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 you know, they got busy doing something or whatever right. the thing is. It's like, if they're an adult, I'll be, you know, Pretty general. It's just a side note on a weird thing about time that I've totally switched on because I was neurotic about being on time. And maybe that's one thing Aaron has forcibly that's, helped That's what me I meant with. by your 10 years of practice. Yeah. yeah. She's. <laughs> I was thinking you were talking about me. But <laughs> oh, she's helped it because she doesn't give a shit. She's just like, la da 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 da. And then we're like 15 minutes late and I'm antsy. Like I can feel my, myself me vibrating, sure. right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Jesus, I'm, people are going to think differently of me. And then They're over gonna... time, you realize nobody fucking cares. And you show up late and I go, no one even fucking knows. Like, no one cares. I'm a fucking adult. We don't even have jobs. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I need to show up on time. It's like, but, yeah. and it helped alleviate to actually explain that to someone because somebody was late the other day and they're like I am so and I was like just stop like I don't care it doesn't matter like if you take the time to apologize we're even more delayed so you might as well just like fucking get to work yeah it's like I'm not gonna punish you when I show up to like a, some CrossFit gym and they're like you're late 15 burpees I'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> why you're like oh you were bullied as a kid I get it yeah yeah exactly oh you're a coach <laughs> because you have authority problems awesome now can we move on and then you can mm. go back to pretending that your job is important how about like, jumping jacks instead <laughs> that's how much I respect your fucking burpee <laughs> but, but that, the, yeah the, the punishment thing drives me crazy all these clauses about maybe it's just I'm hypersensitive to it now and maybe I'm just becoming more but I think that has a little bit to do, <laughs> some of that has to do with like I'm an adult right yeah. because a lot of times when and, and, and that can apply to a lot of things. It's not just an age or a maturity thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, people start to come to the gym. And I'm like, I need to get you to respect how shit operates here. Mm-hmm. Clearly you don't. So that's your 15 burpees. That's your 30 fucking burpees. That's your, oh, all the penalties you have masked today. Well, you're doing burpees for the fucking hour. I don't give a fuck if you don't come back. It, it could. But start 
to change the behavior mm -hmm. in a way that like even if you still show up late mm -hmm. that's not the behavior i'm necessarily trying to change i'm not like tardy on time well, th that's what i got to but it's but it's the paying attention part it's like i need you when you are here to be present so that we can actually teach yeah that's sort of that's sort of how i operate it's, it's like i just want you to you know it's important to know that if the race is at 10 sure like, well yeah you need to that, be, that kind of thing but i've i've heard stories of even world tour teams mm -hmm. at training camp and the team is dilly-dallying, and they said the ride was a 10. And yeah. a current world champion is like, we said 10. And rode 300 meters in front of the rest of his team for the entire six-hour day. Okay, psycho. Like, you could just wait. But at the same time, he, he did have a valid point. And it's, I look at that story, and I was like, that's on the directors. Like, hey, man, yeah. we said 10 o'clock. Like, the 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 van's leaving at 10 or the car's leaving at 10. Like you're, you guys are professionals. And that's, that's the hard thing about professional sports. Cause these guys are paid. Yeah. Here's also where I got rid of time. <coughs> at least like being on time is because it is shifting and it's not an exact thing. Like it just isn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. fucking exist. Mm -hmm. If it did, we wouldn't actually mark time by the year. Like we did, like we do, we'd mark it by the day and it'd make more sense because then a month would be 29.876 fucking wow. days and then a year would make sense but it would shift and then january 6th would be new year's and then uh, it would start to shift because everything is shifting and when i recognize that it's like well everything's shifting why wouldn't i be able to shift why am i so fucking like you know rock solid on this thing that everything around me is not what it seems yeah and instead it's just like oh no we like a new year's because it's fucking convenient but every nothing else in the day makes sense that's why did you realize how how early it got dark tonight? <laughs> I did, and I didn't look at my watch. I just went, oh, it's like winter's coming. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. Look out for the white waters. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's, it's October. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. for sure. We missed fall like by leaps and bounds. It went from 67 to 37 in a three-day period. <laughs> and, then, and then tomorrow it's supposed to be like 70. Yeah. So figure yeah. that out. Yeah. I did. Uh, th this is a funny thing. Like learning to ride a bike. I was telling Mark at the beginning. Local of the warming. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what was the shirt supposed to say? If Oh, yeah. If global warming I, was real, why do I see so many fucking snowflakes? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be oh, the shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted a counter to that as well. We wanted to do yeah. play both sides. <laughs> Global warming? Nope. <laughs> All right. It's entirely local. I, I, I think the temperature is going up tomorrow because I idled for more than two minutes today. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I was that guy. I even saw uh, the sign I actually did didn't too shut as well. down. Did you? Yeah, and I got a diesel, so I'm probably ruining everything. Oh, man. It's just particulate matter, though. That's and okay. it sounds louder, so everybody assumes that it's That worse. you're polluting more. Yeah. Yeah. Because noise equals air pollution. I got. I, <laughs> I got. I'll send you my uh, the, the open letter to all my uh, environmentalist friends that I wrote a few years ago when I was driving a big ass diesel. Please I had do. A, I had a serious. <laughs> I had a good. I had a pretty good argument for it. I don't know if it held any water, but oh, the fact that it's was, old and it's being reused and recycled and reduced because you're not buying new shit that makes sense to me oh my god you mean it lasts yeah. a lot longer than your fucking Jeep Wrangler yeah <laughs> all the R&D everything's been paid for for that's, exactly. the, that's the car to drive apparently they have someone a scientist did a study and it's like design hasn't changed 
It's all the R and D and everything has been paid for for thirty something years. Because you're not because oh, all those yeah. R and D costs are never they never figure that out. Yeah. And it's like no, you have to. Now, if the that car out. actually lasted that long, I might say that it, it would is, be worth it. It is a Fiat Chrysler at this point, so <laughs> new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. but, but you get like a like a I don't know some like '90s or even '80s you know Chevy pickup that you can just swap a 350 in, yeah. and parts are exchangeable, yeah. and you keep that car for 15 years. Who cares that it gets like yeah. seven miles to the gallon? You actually aren't wasting anything building a new car. You're not putting batteries into the fucking ocean. Yeah. Uh, all this. Or well, straws. That's where, I mean, that's where <laughs> the Oh my fun. God, the straw thing. Oh, please. Let's not go there because know, that's just such what? a trigger for me, Keegan. I don't understand. Sorry, is, <laughs> is that a microaggression? just a straw? Like that's, that's, that's what we're going to fixate on? The straw? Well, one straw was found in one turtle's nose, so we had to get rid of all straws. Like, we're not even going to talk about all the it plastic wasn't even, lids? It wasn't even a fucking ninja turtle. No, right. Well, we're not... T- <laughs> that turtle was never going to do anything. No, <laughs> we're not talking about... It wasn't about Michelangelo? It wasn't Leonardo. This, the, like, the gyres of plastic. It's just like... It's a stopgap to make people think that they're they doing can- the right thing. And, that, and that's all most people need to think. It's right. why most gyms exist today. Is like, hey, if you just like walk in the room, you're doing the right thing. Oh yeah. You don't have yeah. to actually do anything. You can just sign. Stand there in your yoga yeah, pants. Just, oh wait, no. Instagram my straw into the garbage. Instagram myself in the gym. Instagram the fucking green smoothie and then throw it away because it's fucking disgusting. Because it was in a plastic cup that um, I couldn't even actually drink it because I didn't have a straw. This <laughs> 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 weird lid on the top. I just kept trying to like tilt it into my mouth and nothing came out so i just I threw know it away what to do. there's a oh god there's a, hypocrisy abounds <laughs> I, I i don't know we yeah. should just like start selling water in plastic bottles called hypocrite water Ooh, <laughs> nice would it be maybe um, we could hydrogen get that... ionized or no no, no but you'd be from another country we'd have to like get it from there and then ship it across the ocean here i would like and to... then buy it and then drink we it we should and, like... buy it from a country that doesn't have much water Fuji, because scarcity sells. Fiji, F- Fiji. Sorry, sorry. So let's put it in a square bottle, I'm so that they some... know that it's ours. But that also actually maximizes packing space in the yeah. fucking freighter. So much to get easier it to hold. So. <laughs> we'll go to some I don't know whatever country we can buy in Africa, okay. and then we'll well down, and then we'll take the scarce water because scarcity is equal to value. Then we'll bring that water back here, <laughs> and then we'll sell it to rich people. That's awesome. What do we do that with the money? That was a James Bond movie. <laughs> Actually, you're right. Yeah. What, what do we do with the money, though? Buy well, another we, country? We buy we, water we for poor it. people. <laughs> just burn it. For every water bottle you buy from this super poor country that we stole the water for, we'll buy a water bottle. Or for every, every dollar bill we make, we'll turn it into a straw. No, no, I got a better idea. So what we'll do, so we get the water and we, oh, nice. Um, And and, and we get the water, we put it in the plastic bottles, we get it here. And people, you know, once they're done with the plastic bottles, we just send the plastic bottles back to that country. (laughs) Well, so they don't go into the ocean and harm the animals. Well, exactly. Exactly. You could probably like make tarps out of them or something to live under. Can we use the plastic bottles for a seawall? So they have <laughs> to keep <laughs> to keep the to keep the turtles. Yeah, what are we doing? Time out. Oh, we're coming we're, up on midterms here, so you know, be careful. We're keeping the turtles out, right? Because we don't want them fucking with our straws. <laughs> exactly. They right. keep coming into our country and they're taking our fucking straws. <laughs> Seawall. 
<laughs> Isn't any water in a bottle hypocrisy water? Yeah. When you yeah. just get it out of a tap. 100%. Amazing. <laughs> My God. Amazing. Unless you're in France. Don't drink the tap water in France. I've heard yeah, that about old, Mexico, too. Old pipes. But, you know, you drink it often enough or long enough, you oh, can yeah, just yeah. do it. Yeah, it's, it's just, just it's not like day one of your fucking 10-day vacation. You right, don't want right. to hit it. No. But <laughs> but you can, like, put an eyedropper worth in and just, like, yeah. you know, It's just bike racing logic. It's so funny. There's so much of that bike racing logic. It's like, oh, never have the water in France. What? Really? I drink it all the time. It's fine. Oh, yeah. You go to the Czech Republic, like, no, don't drink the tap water in Czech Republic. It's fine. Fine. Come it's like on. I live in an old Come building. On, fucking waters. Yeah. Have yeah. you been to Detroit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I have, but I haven't. I haven't actually had tap water. In <laughs> yeah. They're surrounded Pontiac, by the largest but... fresh water. Uh, I don't like. I, yeah. Well, <laughs> their Talk water, about a bottling opportunity. Their water is the highest quality. Like it sounds fresh like a pipeline opportunity. Actually, seriously, <laughs> no, no. fucking hilarious. Straight Did you Flint. see the the Miss America comment? When she's oh, like, I'm yes. mi- I'm Miss Michigan. My state has like the number one water stores and whatever, and we still have problems. Well, whatever she went yeah, off on the fucking. And we can't drink it. We can't drink it. Like that. Yeah, that was smart. fucking <laughs> smartest thing I've ever heard a beauty contestant say. Actually. Yeah, not that I watch those things. Uh, they seem like a. They seem like they capture. <laughs> ever a lot since of Trump a... sold them, I don't watch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a big Trump supporter I am. I don't even watch beauty pageants anymore because he doesn't have an interest. Yeah. <laughs> I stay in a lot of hotels, though. But guys, I really feel like this just became the nonprofit summit and we solved a lot of world problems. I'm really proud of us, guys. I, 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 I am, too. And, and uh, God damn. Uh, what are we going to do about that? Uh, NGO, uh, hypocrite water. Um, we've got... <laughs> Fuck. Hey, I, I, I work for an NGO. I, be, be, be gentle. Hang oh. on, hang on. I haven't, uh, I, haven't bought a, I haven't bought a URL in a long time. <laughs> yeah, isn't there a, is there a, what's the story with the URL buying? Jesus how many Christ. you allowed, how much are you allowed to spend? Uh, well, we arbitrarily said $20 an episode. Oh. But, which is, but, which is, but. Which is basically two URLs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Per episode, and if we have GoDaddy's forty expensive. episodes, and we renew that, we're already at a thousand dollars a year. <laughs> so it's oh, twenty yeah, bucks an episode, right. so, yeah. exactly. But you, can, it's not like you just have them in perpetuity. You got to yeah. keep paying for yeah, them. So that yeah. like cuts That's into what the makes budget them for the following year. <laughs> so, uh, so we, should I buy hypocritewater.com? <laughs> no, just <laughs> redirect it to Evian. <laughs> Sorry. So some of the URLs that have been purchased actually do redirect to certain individuals. I think yeah. I've heard I think, that. We, I haven't searched some of those yet. I, I think we we changed to- the original destination for Toxic Charlatan mm. um, to a new destination, if I recall. Correctly. A new yeah. Toxic Charlatan. Yeah, it's oh. amazing. They just pop up all the time. <laughs> so strange. To answer more your question, one. by next year we're going to try to release one thousand episodes. <laughs> Just to cover the expenses yeah. of what Inc- we're incurred by the previous yeah. forty, like the yes. first forty episodes. So wow. each year we'll have to add what we did last year and double it to next year. Yeah, people. Why did your T-shirt prices go up? Like, <laughs> we bought too many URLs. <laughs> now we, we we decided to keep too many of the URLs that we bought. One day we're just going to make a shirt with all the URLs oh, all nice. over the That would be brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Oh, dude, 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 Keegan, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> be careful what you say because... Someone will show up with something. Because if you say something, someone will show up and then you'll have to make it. Because you can get a one-off t-shirt made for like it's just 100 bucks. For sure not the worst idea I've It's ever cheaper had. than no, that, actually. Sure. 
Uh, and we did, we did. Those shirts are made, and they're ready to go out. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are actually. So you got some funny looks. We're gonna um, we'll announce that shirt in a, in a, an episode all of its own, right? Or are we gonna do it right now? We'll do it. No, we'll do its own. Yeah, it's we'll own. do another one. Okay. We're like seven hours in at this point, so. <laughs> yeah. If people made it this far, then they'll learn. No, we'll wait. I think okay. that's a separate, because we want to talk about the backstory. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The story's kind of long. We need, to get, we need to get pretty sharp on dough at that point, though. There was a lot of, there was a lot that goes into it, and a lot that gets cut out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we should at least drink some of the moonshine while having that discussion i believe we should oh, oh solid yeah. choice yeah. nice yeah. nice yeah that's good that is definitely going to happen uh right. when i first got here i saw the i saw that and i'm like what is going on with what that? do you guys do here <laughs> yeah you guys yes. think there's like jars of moonshine or or a moon a bottle of moonshine with an empty oh, I thought jar you were talking about the it? t-shirt <laughs> Both. <laughs> when, yes. when we drove, when we drove up today, he said, "You know, I'm never going to drive by a building that looks like that uh, again." And and you know, because and pass know. judgment. Yeah, because you don't know what's yeah. going on. Because I'm like, building. I don't know what's Do going know, on. Hey, some, to be fair, cool we don't know what's going, going on in there, and yeah. I don't know what's going on in there. And I was like, but you go by this weird looking building, and you're like. You know, back before I knew you guys, I'd be yeah. like, there's some weird shit going on in there for sure. And now I'm like, no, there's some cool shit going on in there. It's also, there's some weird shit going on in there, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> exactly. <It's> really- <laughs> to be fair, we don't know what's even going on. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to nail, every time we have a, like a, yet another meeting to try and nail it down. And then it's just like, ah, even more nebulous. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, in- nebulous AF? Dot com. <laughs> That's a flat brim hat that needs to be made <laughs> with a hashtag in front of it. Yep. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like Joe's got the Descent shirt on right now, and we're going to have a couple other shirts coming out pretty soon. And I'm just thinking like Nebulous would be a fine one. Because you know, people would be like, are you talking about the cosmos? <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yes, the cosmos in my head. I Yeah, we could, I mean... Black cocks and baby nebulas. Is that a <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa? That's a new porn name. <laughs> I, how does that relate to the street I grew up on? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what, like, the, haven't you ever read Stephen King's book, Black Holes and Baby Nebulas? Is that not a thing that everybody read? No, I thought you. No. I thought you I, said I read something the stand entirely and I was like, different. This he did I'm say done. something. So different. did I just okay. come up with? Did I just come up with a porn for people who geek out on quantum physics? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. There's your new URL. There it is. Wow. I, it's a bit long, but um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we could like put it down to an acronym. <laughs> it could work. On that I, well, note, that I, a, yeah, yeah. do you really want to end your episode on that? <laughs> that sounds, that sounds perfect. Nebulous. <laughs> if that's not an Definitely. idea for a painting, I don't know what is. <laughs> if I don't see that in some kind of oil medium. I'll send be, you a print when I'm done. I'm going to be <laughs> very disappointed. Oh, no, print is not art. I need the real. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Need the uh, yeah. that's I need we layers. I need those layers. Yeah. To explain to it, me. Because layers are equal length, and that's what <laughs> we're, you know, really after. I, the whole, you know, something that's on paper is not art thing, we, we, we're we going to have to save that for another uh, yeah. deal. But I do want to extend in, in closing this evening, because we are 
getting, you know, we're we're there. We're there. We're there. <laughs> um, a uh, collaborative effort, a con- con- contribution to a future project Ooh. here of some kind, and and like like just sort of some of the stuff that you've seen here of like a uh, contributing artist for yeah. the scene or this or that. Um, if and it doesn't have to be an original thing, it can be a repurposed thing, and you know, or or whatever. And I will be more than happy to come to wherever that piece of art is to photograph it or something in order to like turn I'd it into zeros to, you know take an analog thing and turn it into zeros and ones and then turn it back into an analog thing later <laughs> by weird processes which is <laughs> kind of like witchcraft but um it I'd would be, be honored i'd be honored thank it, you it would be super cool awesome I yeah think. just let me know when okay. we leave burn sage in <laughs> <laughs> following suit with that collaboration are you guys doing the idaho gravel race next year yes joe oh. shut up <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. So I extended this to Joe, which he sounds like he's very excited. I'll do it if you do it. All right. If I can do it, if it doesn't overlap with Conflict. a jobby job yeah. deal that I work Cause, on. Cause, cause Joe, you couldn't come this year cause you were just fresh back from. That's correct. Yeah. Fresh yeah. Off, just, would you I say fresh returned. off the boat? Yes. When when was it exactly? It's it was just after ago? the new no. It's August. It's like end of August. Oh, 31st. yeah. Or, yeah. It's yeah. like a end of August, first part of September thing. Lab- Labor Day. It's it's pretty. Yeah. It's weekend. a hard one for cycling. Yeah. So so it might not happen, but th- but there are other ones. I'll do my best. Some others. It'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be a fun thing. Crusher and the Tasher too. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, see, I'll but wait. that that sounds cool. I might try that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll see. Yeah. That's yeah. the Crusher's in July. I do. I have yeah. this weird job. I think so. It sounds like I got to be in Europe a lot. June or June or July. <laughs> well, if you're here, Thanks. we'll make cool. it work. Yeah. Right we'll on. do something because it's before. But the cool though. thing about RPI you just ride is with me. It doesn't matter what happens. That'd be perfect. That'd be good. RPI has the small fry. Yeah. There is no shorter version of the Crusher. True. Because the point is to get crushed. Right. I'm I'm kind anyway. of terrified of the crusher, but and I'll assume drafting behind me is like drafting behind a van, like a Mack truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just not as fast. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But there'll be no wind. But there'll be no wind. There'll be like this weird turbulence. Well, if, I'm coming, if I'm coming from the Netherlands, that'll be great. <laughs> to, so. to follow that analogy, we're going to make you carry all our tools too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the army all over again. <laughs> Hey, Keegan Dillon, meet base plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you carry the tube. Which yeah, you're what, not what with mortars, yours? but here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's probably room in there. You look like you can carry one. <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a motherfucker. It's yeah, a good and point. I did. And yeah. I did. <laughs> boy, boy. Nice. Gentlemen, yeah. um, it, it was more and better than I expected. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs>